Hey, I've discovered the magic formula that humanity was never able to work out, but I figured it out. And this love is real. <laughs> this love is real. Love conquers all. Not, nothing is going, you know, uh, ain't no stopping us now. Assalamu alaikum. Welcome I'm to another sorry. episode of the Prophetic sorry. Mentality Podcast. I am your host, Amr Mabrook. I am joined by my co-host today, Munir. Uh, we have a very special guest, Sheikh Sohail Mullah. Assalamu alaikum, Sheikh. How are you doing today? Alhamdulillah, doing great. Alhamdulillah. Glad to be here. Very happy to have you today post Jum'ah prayer. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Um, so today's topic, inshallah, we're going to jump right into it. There was a seminar that happened uh, at a local masjid here a few weeks back. It was targeted towards the youth, um, dealing with the topic of how to find a spouse, what to do when you find a potential, um, you know, kind of in that realm of things. So uh, we'll just start off right away with some questions. You know, and, and nowadays I feel like there's a lot of uh, maybe maybe confusion uh, a lot of new ways people are interacting online and offline. Boundaries are a little are coming into question. True. Uh, what's what was not okay or what was seen as definitely a no go zone five ten years ago when I was in in uh, college and high school is now just seen as a, a typical norm. True. Um, so, Sheikh, in your experience, I know you are also a you're a chaplain at IOK, so you're dealing with a lot of youth. You are a counselor with. Um, I'm going to let you struggle through You're going to let me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's, I'm totally blanking right now. You know what I'm talking about, right? Not at all. You don't know? No. Oh, Sheikh, come I'm on. I'm the director at the Khalil Center. Director at the Khalil Center. Mashallah. Okay, see, that was my mistake. I should have done better prep. Director at Khalil Center here in the Valley. Correct. That's where we're located. See? see? Okay, I know that. <laughs> Mashallah. Alhamdulillah. I guess I didn't know that. I forgot. Yeah, see, okay. <laughs> Uh, so, Sheikh, in your experience right now, what are you, what are you seeing going on? Um, are people just like what kind of questions are people coming to you with? What kind of confusions are you dealing with people? What's what's the overall uh, uh, atmosphere like? Yeah, I mean, you know, I only see things. First of all, barakallahikum. May Allah bless you both for putting this together, talking about stuff that is important to the community and. Um, you know, and having this platform and this format for mm -hmm. us to to be able to engage in these important conversations. So, as far as um, you know, premarital uh, interactions are concerned, I see a lot of stuff um, on the college campus. I see certain things in my work at Khalil Center. I see other things. So, um, you know, and and I'm not online, so I don't know what the heck is going on online. You know? I can enlighten you later. <laughs> mm, don't, don't bother. You're don't better. Bother. You're better off. Don't bother, man. I'm, I'm good, man. man. I like to. I like to be, you know, free of boom, boom, you know, <laughs> worries and anxieties. But um, as far as the college campus is really interesting, right? Because it's the first time kids, young people, um, have the ability to be away from home. Um, somehow, uh, because now there's no adults around, they're not in the masjid youth group space, 
there's the feeling that okay well we can you know we can interact freely and and do whatever we want with each other guys and girls and you know and 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 they you know they try to do it with some level of consciousness and you know okay they're not they're not trying to break all bounds but but just the very fact that they're in that space gives brings to them what they feel a certain liberation hmm. and so what happens as a consequence um uh, on the college campus is um you know guys and girls they they interact they start talking they start talking with each other they don't let their parents know right and and they they talk on various platforms um you know those that are at least trying to in their mind keeping it halal they have this you all familiar with the term halal gap yes so you know so you know they have these notions that they try to justify their their actions with in terms of that they feel they're they're following through with and so on but anyways um but then they get themselves into sticky situations mm. and that's the nature of 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 that world right yeah and um so what happens is uh when they get Sometimes when they get to a point now, well, wait a second, this is deep and we we need to tell our parents, but we don't really want to tell our parents because if we do, they're going to say, why are you talking to people? And they get into all this kind of stuff or um, even worse, you know, they get into it and then uh, there's negative consequences. We've seen, unfortunately, where, um, you know, there's been uh, seen kids, uh, girls get pregnant. Oh, Um um and you know uh um other other where where there's a relationship that went too far mm-hmm. and now uh one side is deeply vested but the other side is like wait a second i shouldn't have went that far and now i need to back off but i don't know how and so they you know all of these different things yeah. that happen and um so it's a, it's a, it's a, um it's if you don't if young people don't have guidance uh, beyond just their own notions of what they think is right and wrong. Yeah. And the, because the whole world everywhere else, I mean, they're in college, they're in college, man. You know, that's, that's the time when everybody's exploring everything. And, um, and so they become, they fall victim to all of that kind of stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. That's one, that's one realm of my world that I deal with. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, p- part of it is education, just educating uh, college kids on the campus about mm-hmm. um, what are proper boundaries. This is always a big, the biggest lecture that's attended every year on college campus is the gender interaction lecture every year. Right. I think we go there thinking, well, I just didn't say we, but <laughs> maybe I'm, back I'm gonna then. Go, I'm going to go there. Uh, back in the day, right? Like, uh, you'll find your spouse there. Yeah. Everyone thinks you're going to go and you're going to meet your spouse. Oh, that's why they go there. Yeah. Oh man, I'm naive, brother. <laughs> yeah, you want to hear something funny? The the someone reached out to me um, about the Hawthorne online okay. uh, s- seminar that we were a part of, and uh, they said, you know, I was actually kind of bummed. I thought I was gonna get to meet somebody. And I was like, it was over Zoom. Really? Like, how were you? <laughs> like, were you expecting a split session with someone else? <laughs> it's like I zoned out most of the time. I thought I was going to meet a girl. Oh, I was man. like, that's not what. what the, that's there, not what there was there happening. You go. If you needed proof, there it was. <laughs> you got to learn something before you get engaged in that space. That's then when so, get engaged, yeah. then get engaged, yeah, and then learn about it. So, Sheikh, I'll, I'll build off of this. So, I'll, this is how I was taught. Um, I come from a big Muslim community, by the way. This is from the small things I learned and picked up together. My yeah. parents never said it explicitly, 
I knew dating's haram. That that much I understood. Okay. And then I was also told you get married. You know, we don't date, we get married. Mm. But in between that, I I was never told how really? do you get from point really? a, point mm. nothing to married. I was like, that's not yeah. possible. You cannot just get married. Yeah. So these youth, obviously, I think a lot of them are well intentioned. I mean, the fact that they keep a halal gap in public interactions, or I think at first all of them are genuine. Most of them. Some mm-hmm. of the guys I will say probably are not genuine. True. But uh, <laughs> mo- many of them are. You know, they're Muslim. They know. They know that much. They go to the gender interaction talk. Yes, to find yeah. someone, but at the same time to be like, I have to learn how to f- talk to that person. Yeah. So, yeah. H- what's the advice you give to someone who says, "Look, I know. Okay, dating you told me is haram. I've already dated someone, but like, okay, maybe I'll have to repent from that one. But how do I move on from here?" Right. Yeah. So I actually take issue with that statement that dating is haram. So define, okay. let's define dating, right? Okay. Because I, that's Perfect. when we talk to young people that way, it's really, uh, like you said, well, what, the, what am I supposed to do? How is this supposed to work? Uh, doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not like you, mom and dad. I'm just gonna, you know, we see each other one time and support and somehow, uh, you know, the next day they get married. That's not me. <laughs> right. Um, so I take issue with that sort of phraseology yeah. right okay. and so so we start off by telling well how do you define dating right yes. if you define dating by a free open engagement do with what who, with whomever you want whatever you want whenever you want of course that's haram you, there's no such you know islam doesn't uh, uh um you know it has nothing to do with the way we see gender actions but if you mean by dating um, a process where two young people can get to know one another before marriage while keeping the halal gap, while keeping um, uh, um, themselves out of a situation where they're alone with one another, mm-hmm. but they, yet they have the ability to conversate with one another and, you know, learn about each other, no problem. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's a must. I mean, uh, uh, to expect young people to do things the way that uh, the old generation does, it doesn't, it's not going to happen. Uh, nor is it even advisable necessarily Islamic, from an Islamic standpoint. Um, so, you know, just um, uh, t- at least starting off with that point of education that, yes, you have the right to get to know somebody before you get married and all of that. Well, then comes the next uh, uh, conversation. Well, how? You know, right, under exactly. what, what fl- platform, what format, how do we do that? And all of that. And that, that's that's a whole nother conversation, right? Now, in in the day in which and I don't I don't claim to understand a lot of these platforms. Um maybe you guys can Snapchat, enlighten me, Instagram, brother. I don't TikTok, know. Yeah. Um, I'm probably behind the couple match Minder, Tinder, oh, yeah, yeah. all this stuff, man. So yeah, I mean Minder and, and what Muzzmatch, they're, yeah. they're essentially Tinder. So you see someone's picture and you you swipe right, I guess for I do think they're nice or, or swipe left for no. Hmm. And you know, I'm assuming I'm, and then I don't just have start that. Talking. Yeah, yeah. And, and then, then you have a, a group yeah. chat. Yeah, you have a bio, right? Yeah. But I'm, I'm assuming most of the time people are just like ugly, pretty, ugly, pretty. You know, that's mm. The, mm. that's your first impression. Yeah. And once you meet somebody, then and it's so based. It's based purely on their picture. One hundred percent. You have a bio, but I, I'm willing yeah. to bet that majority that's a, of the time that's problematic, right? Of course, the fact that these platforms were even devised. Um, Perhaps they were well intentioned, but that's not where we start. Mm-hmm. For us, at least, no. Yeah, looking at somebody's picture is part of the equation. Of course, you got to be attracted to somebody when you when you're looking for them at marriage. But that's not the starting point. And and if we and if people look to that to be the starting point, 
uh, and you fall into that uh, that you know that psychology from the get go. I see that as uh, a, a very you know a, uh, a problematic look at the shallowness of who we have become right? as people. I'm sorry to go philosophical on you, but no, no, I mean, this is a, we got to get to the root of it. Yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming for most of the guys, if if we believe the statistics apply to the Muslim community as well, yeah. then a lot of these guys may have some sort of pornography issue, right? It, well, and you know, this is so interesting, man, right? So I have a lot of guys that come to me and they say, um, Sheikh, she's good. She, uh, I like her on paper. She's perfect. Mm-hmm. But I'm not, but I don't, I'm not fully physically attracted to her. Yeah, but this makes sense, you know. If you if this is the context by which they're being prompted to kind yeah. of engage, like from yeah. um, the society around them, of course, that's what's being thrown out as left and right uh, women, you know, and and uh, uh, in in inappropriately sexualized in every single platform that we look at. Yeah, um, it, you know, and from I mean, even you know, I don't watch many movies, but you know, I'll watch what do you call it, um, Marvel. Oh, yeah. there we go, uh, Avengers, stuff, right? Avengers and all that stuff. It's cool. Um, they they don't. There's not really. There's no not much curse cursing going on. It's PG thirteen. You know, when the PG thirteen is violence, cool. I can deal with that. Um, but the women are sexualized. Why? Why do they have to be that? They're superheroes, but they're only superheroes if their body looks a certain way. It isn't that so on every level, right? The point is on every level. And so if we go into it with that mindset to begin with, which uh, young people are a, a, a product of their environments, that's naturally the case. Yeah. It's a difficult point to start off with. And there needs to be some reprogramming, some re, yeah. you know, kind of uh, uh, wiring that we need to physically go out and do right that hardware switching around that we need to to um to to and that needs to be an active kind of thing it but the problem is just so heavy that stuff is so heavy so you're you're currently advising against Muzmatch and vendor this is i'm not saying that i don't claim to even i've never even touched i've never looked at those platforms i should probably should but i don't you know i don't want to make a profile otherwise i know people have been married through it i'm sure i'm sure And, and actually i listened to an interview with the founder of which one Muzmatch. okay I mean, I can't remember which one. Man. It's all the same. I think it was the same. He was actually very genuine. Like, mashallah, Muslim practicing. Mm. Okay. I was, I was shocked when I mm. heard him talk about it and say, like, look, I know what people will try and do with this thing. That is not what I'm trying to facilitate. He was very clear on his intentions. Mm. I'm like, all right, mashallah, may Allah reward you for what good you're trying to do. Yeah. And there, are, and so I know people who, they're, another thing is people are desperate. They get When you get to the Minder Tinder stuff, that's usually post-college, by the way. In college, yes. most people don't do that because they mm. have a thousand girls in front of them mm. in MSA. Like, I know my category is here. Mm. My age, my culture, my education level. When you leave college, like, well, who am I going to find? I'm at work with Kafir number one, two, and three. I'm not going to marry them. So I got to find someone. So you go online. And I don't know a lot of people. Maybe it's not those apps particularly. Yeah, I'm not saying, online, online, is, I'm not saying yeah. online is a no-go. Like, you yeah. know, we have uh, um, it shouldn't be ha- first, half my yeah. dean. You know, yeah. we have half my dean. Right. right. Where you you try to filter out by interest right, or by right. experience, and then it's like right. okay, there are correct ways to do it. Yeah, yeah, but this is just like yes, no, and it's the illusion of choice actually makes you more miserable. Yeah, That's a problem, it, you know, man. Yeah. That's a problem. I mean, what are we? You know, I mean, if there's if there's a hundred, and I'm sorry, I don't talk about things this way, but let's. This is what it is, right? If there's a yeah. hundred girls on that thing, and I'm flipping through one, of course I'm going to pick the ten prettiest. I'm not going to, uh, so, but but is that the criteria I should be using? No. And if that's the only thing that's presented to me, what else do I have to go off of? And so we're being, 
made to think that way. Yeah. And that's a problem. It's nice that the dude had a good intention, yeah. but you got to do it right too. Yeah. And the problem is when you just do it the way they do it, you're just following them into the lizard hole. And that's not, yeah. that's not who said that's our way. Right? You, the, the, I feel like for the girls also, it becomes more stressful because mm. now you know, okay, if it's my picture, mm. you're going to put the best, your, your best looking photo. You may want to pose a certain way that might, that you may not actually be comfortable doing. You. And as a man, you swipe right and you meet her and you talk to her, she becomes your wife. Now in your head, you know that some other creepo may have a screenshot of that. Mm. Some other guy may have swiped right. and you don't know how many, you know, you know how many guys have looked at this photo like, oh yeah, like yeah. look at this one. I like this one. Yeah. That's not, that's, you don't want to start off like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we do have to look at more wholesome ways of going about it, right? Yeah. That's That's what we gather from that, right? No. And, and there are ways. I mean, there are these different other websites, like you said, Half Our Dean. Mm-hmm. There's this, um, you know, I'm not trying to advertise or promote anybody, but there there are some other ones that have come up. I actually was, I was looking into getting into that field because pe- everybody comes and says, uh, you know, um, can you help? We're looking for somebody for our daughter. We're looking for somebody to look out for us or they come to you or, you know, I'm graduating college. I need to find somebody. And can you help? And then, you know, at one part of me is thinking, well, do I have a responsibility here? Should I be keeping a file for people's and, you know, Mm. for, and then, so I actually started, uh, and I had a idea in my head as to how I wanted to actualize this. I actually registered the website name, uh, called, uh, hookmeupsheikh.com. But I didn't have the wherewithal to see it all the way through. But the, but like the idea was, so the, this, look at, this is how the old system works, right? Is there, There's this old auntie system, right? Oh, Where, yeah. um, you know, the auntie in the, in the locality, she knows who's available. She has a little kind of file of her own. And I think we need an updated version of that. Because that yeah. provides a buffer, and there, and from my understanding, and so what I was planning to do is have you know me and my wife would both be uh, sorting through individuals, and they would come through us. We'd we'd interview them, we'd talk to them, get to know them, yeah. and then look ourselves into who we have to kind of be able to, you know, that you kind of play matchmaker. Yeah, kind of, in know, a sense, some, someone who you yeah. May... The, the problem is when you just when you shortcut all of that. Yeah, um, you're shortcutting yourself. Um, you're selling yourself short, right? No. The problem is people think those are the only means by no. which they can achieve. And I, I don't think that's necessarily the case, um, but people are just looking for the quick, quickest fix. And that's what yeah. you call that an arranged marriage. That's what people, when they hear that, they say, so you're just going to throw someone at me and then that's the person I married? I know arranged marriage. I'm um, arranged, arranged to meet. Yeah, arrange to meet and then yeah. do and then talk to them. I will, you know, get to know them and, and get to like get to get to like them for who they are. Yeah. Is it some people say, you know, in in in, in Desi culture, they call it arranged marriage versus love marriage. Yeah, right? that's that dichotomy. You don't want to. It's, it's it, not, those are we. Why do we have to categorize things that way? Yeah. I, I don't I don't like those sort of old world adages or usages. So, um, uh, yeah, you, you get to know somebody, you get to meet them if, if you get along. One conversation goes well, two goes well, three, you start connecting, you start to become a little emotionally ev- attached. That's natural. I don't see that as a problem, right? Yeah. Um, as long as you're doing it, it the right way. As long as you're doing it the right way, right? Um, so actually, maybe you can help us. People are hearing this and saying, do it the right way, do it the right way. What does that mean? What so is the right way? They, you, let's say we have a fr- mutual friend. We say, we know a girl, your wife knows someone, I know yeah. some guy. We put them together and say, yeah. hey, I think you guys could be a potential match. Yeah. 
Does that mean we put them in a group chat and then we let them talk by themselves freely and they start? How does they put yeah, them on that's calls? That's a good question. Yeah. That's a good question. I mean, I think that's all contextual, right? If two people mm. are 30 years old and um, they've been through the ringer, maybe. Yeah. I mean, and they've been around and, you know, there's um, they can start talking to each other, you know, if they have some sort of uh, regulated, formatted way in which they're why not? Um, if their parents are fine with it, their families are fine with it, or, or that's probably key. Families are involved with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. You don't want to start talking to somebody, and and your parents, in their mind, look, you're only going to marry somebody from your village, from where you're from, and this and that. That's pro- that's a problem if parents come with that perspective, and they often do. Uh, but don't jump into something and then get and then find yourself in 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 a place where you know you're gonna have to go through all this drama to get where you break those. Break those walls down first with your parents. Like, look, I don't want to marry somebody from uh, Pakistan or or Egypt or this or that, wherever you're from. You want to see somebody. You want me to marry my cousin? No, no, no. Mom, dad, I don't want to do that stuff. Right. I don't. That's not who I'm looking for as a spouse. I don't want to marry somebody from back home. I don't want that. Yeah. Um, But have that conversation with your parents up front and push for what you want. And maybe they'll push back at you and you tell them, no, mom, dad, I'm not going to do that. Um, as opposed to getting involved in something, then it's just a big mess. And, you know, that's a whole nother set of problems. Right? People get emotionally involved, attached yeah. first. Then they come back exactly. and say, I'm not marrying from your country because I already got a girl. Exactly. <laughs> I'll tell you exactly. that part. And I, yeah. I think, you know, even if your parents do push back and you learning to work through it is actually beneficial to you. Like going through some struggle to toughen you up, f- to be a mm-hmm. man, to get married, right? Mm-hmm. Having tough conversations in general. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's a positive thing. I mean, don't just... Don't just look at it as, a, oh, you know, my parents are oppressing me. Like, yeah, no, yeah, like that's my, your parents want what's best deal for with you. Li- I mean, deal yeah, with, just deal deal with, with life, straight you know? up. I mean, yeah. you don't don't be going around behind people's backs and doing it. It just makes you're making more problems for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess I, I can make a comment in, in defense of uncles and aunties. Uh, they'll say, no, Hot we need you to <laughs> have some Lebanese. Right. So let's say imagine my parents said you can only marry Lebanese. And you say, you say like, man, why should you listen to that? That sounds so racist or backwards. But. Think of it from their perspective. <laughs> if I were to marry a Pakistani, let's say, her family only speaks speaks Urdu. Let's even imagine that. Like they're so, mm-hmm. they're just so like what do we call fob? I guess they they only mm-hmm. speak Urdu. My parents are so out of. They only speak Arabic. So now when the parents meet, they're both speaking in broken English. They have no relationship. They don't like each other. <laughs> they're afraid. Like oh, when you have a kid, what language are they speaking? I want them to be able to. Yeah, I want yeah. my grandkids to speak yeah, with yeah. me. Yeah. Their grandkids want to speak with them. Yeah. So it's not just that they're thinking also a little more long term. Sometimes I mean. There's also sometimes they're wrong completely. Like they're just being racist. But otherwise, they care about their grandchildren or the future and the coming yeah. together of two families because it's more than just you and the spouse. So that's yeah. the, the caveat I want to just put out there because not every time they say my country only, it's not them just being racist. Right. It's yeah. actually True. thinking about how this comes together. Yeah. yeah, That's a good point. I mean, but at the same time, at the same time, a young person, you got to advocate for yourself, mm. you know, um, uh, and and don't wait till you get caught up in some stuff before you and, and now you have to battle and then it gets emotional yeah can i ask you a question um th- this one is uh do you what do you what's your take on uh, guys who want to marry like ahli kitab they want to mm. marry for people of the book right mm. like oh you know yeah. she's christian she's she's all good though right yeah. like do you think that's okay or you think that's a bad idea? So number one, if, if that's people's thought, like a f- meaning that's their, that theoretically that's what they want to do. They haven't actually met somebody. 
and that's what they're saying I want to do, that's a problem. <laughs> right? That's that's a problem. Like, no, no, I don't want to deal with Muslims no more. I'm just going, that's a problem. Right? Okay. Um, but usually that's not the case. Usually they met somebody and now like, okay, I need to make it halal and, you know, we, khalas, we already fell in love. Or it's a brown this. guy, he found a white chick. Like, it's exactly. Like, I, I, exactly. Yeah. That's a whole other deal, right? That has to do with, well, uh, allowing yourself to get into that space to begin with. Now you're talking about going into intervention mode and trying to help people through those scenarios, right? So when that happens, that needs to be dealt on with the case by case. So right? I'm saying in general, this is not something you recommend. No. For, okay. Yeah. No. I. I. I so if if you have the ability to choose who you want to marry, there's no reason to look outside of the Muslim community. Number one. Uh, if you you marry a Muslim woman, and by the way, uh, the only option here is that a Muslim man can marry a non-Muslim woman from Ahlul Kitab, but not the other way around, right? A yes. Muslim woman cannot marry a Christian man or Jewish man or whatever it may be. Um, so, anyways, but let's take that scenario. Um, um, number one, there's plenty of uh, beautiful women in the Muslim community. I'm talking about beauty in terms of their physical beauty, in terms of their internal beauty. Uh, number two, um, you want the mother of your children to raise your children as Muslim. No. You want, number three, you know, Allah tells us, guide us on the straight path. That straight path is that's taking you to Allah, you need a companion to take you there. And if you get married to somebody who's outside of, you know, who, who has a different worldview than you do, no. they may be trying to take you off of that path. You need somebody to hold your hand and take you down that path, right? They ain't, ain't going to wake you up for Fajr. No. <laughs> it's majority no. of the time, some people who maybe have a, a weaker religiosity or not as good of an understanding in the faith are the ones trying to pursue an well, usually, usually what happens, marriage, right? Usually what happens, they just get caught up. People yeah, or get they, caught up. Yeah. You learn you meet somebody at work, at school, whatever, you start getting close, you 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 don't have proper boundaries and you get caught up, right? Your heart takes you a certain that's what usually happens. Um I mean, I'm trying to think of of all the interfaith marriages I know, their kids. I can't think of one that's like, mashallah, their kids are on the haq. Because mm. every time it's like, you're already wishy-washy. You mm. got married to someone who's not of your Correct. faith. They're not helping you out. And the kids are confused. Like completely, they're not Muslim. Yeah, like, of all the ones I know, the kid grows up non-Muslim. I mean, I've yeah, seen yeah, some stupid stuff. Now I'm going to be real, right? I've seen some stupid stuff in my life, right? So I'm uh, my parents are from India. Okay. Um, So we're of Desi background, right? Mm -hmm. um, young people, young Desi people, um, they a lot of them grow up culturally. Okay. So they'll meet Hindu women, right, or vice versa. They're hanging out. Hindu, I say Hindu men meeting Muslim women, right? All that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> PS. Well, ISA. I guess. ISA. Yeah. PSA yeah, yeah. is good. I guess. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> maybe. I guess maybe. <laughs> so, um, so, anyways, you know, and 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 those things happen. They happen a lot actually in the Muslim community. Um, and I've heard some stupid conversations. I mean, I've seen it in my own extended family where a guy, he met a Hindu girl and they said, and we said to them, what are you going to, when your wife gets pregnant three years, four years from now and you start having kids, what are you going to teach them? Hmm. And they said, well, we're going to teach them both. <laughs> so you're going to teach them there's one God, they you're going to teach them there's a hundred gods or a million gods at the same time. And then they're like, is you going to tell them, okay, one day worship uh, Allah don't you there's no image there's nothing for you just to sit and pray make sujood the next thing you're gonna say sit in front of some you know I don't want to be 
Like, I don't want to be inappropriate fire, in my fire name. worshiper. You guys can say, I'm, don't put them up. Yeah, so uh, I'll say it. It's yeah. fine. No, don't marry a Hindu. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I did just so, and, and people come, and why did they do that? Because they have to justify, they fell in love. Their hearts got connected. Now they get, they go into this justification mode. Yeah. Um, and, and, and that's the argument you always hear. We'll teach them both. Uh, no, no, we're going to, ra- or, we'll let them or we'll, yeah, yeah, we'll let them choose. Or they said, no, no, we'll teach him Islam. I'm going to be sure. Well, you're the father. The mother is the one who's going to be primarily taken care of. So how is that going to happen? Yeah. Right. So people don't think, man, that's what it comes down. People fall in love. Yeah. They don't think their hearts take them. Their hearts are in control and and they're not right. Um, Their brain is gone. And this loops back to what we were talking about in the beginning, how important it is to start off your quest for marriage yes. in the correct way because if you take that first step in a good way then you just naturally won't fall into Allah. these pitfalls alhamdulillah right that's yeah. so Sheikh, how, how do you advise because uh, you're a counselor in this regard students are coming up to you and they say look okay, I'm, I'm in deep like what's the and I, I can guarantee you someone listening to this actually many people listening <laughs> to this are in deep mm. what's the first step how do you get out of this yeah. it's another human being on the other side yeah. I can't just like not text them back forever yeah. yeah it's valid man it's a good question it's a good question a good answer <laughs> yeah um you 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 want the thing is this you have the intellect and you have the emotional the heart realms that people deal with you know have to kind of navigate when the emotions guide them and intellect like i just said a minute ago is, is thrown out the window uh, you can get taken anywhere your heart can be pulled any which direction but when you have, like you said earlier, um, solid principles that you stand by and that you're going to regulate your life by, no. you, you're in control of where you're going. Now, what do, you, what do you happen when you're already in deep? What do you do? You got to start using your brain. You got to start saying, well, wait a second. What is my life going to look like? Where am I going? What am I doing? How is this going to happen? How does this make sense? How is this logical? You know, maybe I should talk to some people who who, who know. Maybe I should talk to some, uh, you know, my, my big brothers in the community, my uncles, my, my sheikh. Maybe I, I need to find out how this is going to look. Yeah. Right? As opposed to thinking, I, I've discovered the magic formula that humanity was never able to work out. But I figured it out. And this love is real. <laughs> this love is real. Love conquers all. Not, nothing is going to, you know, uh, ain't no stopping us now. You know, nothing's going to, nothing will detract us from our love. And you let your heart take you. Yeah. Use your brain. You know, use use the gift that Allah has given you. The gift that distinguishes us from other creatures is not the heart. It's the, it's the intellect. No. Or it, it's that intellectual heart, if you will. Yeah, right? no. The qalb. In the Islamic, uh, uh, you know, uh, um, understanding mm-hmm. is uh, the place where um, we make decisions based on how Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala wants us to make decisions, and so use that. Can I can I add one thing? Uh, this was something I heard at another seminar. I don't remember who said it, but uh, a similar question was asked, and the speaker said, "Make du'a that you fall out of love. Allah controls your heart." Allah. So Allah. just, you know, that's where you have to consciously use your head to make du'a for it, even though it's your heart doesn't want it. But it's like, this is not good for me. Yeah. And I love you, but I you don't know, want to. You know, what's so interesting, man. Um, uh, you know, I was talking with someone recently and they're saying and they just fell out of out of a relationship. There we go. 
and and they told me and they're struggling with it emotionally now mm. and they told me they says um you know i was after i fell out of that relationship my salah struggled Ooh. i struggled with my he was solid on his salah and everything were doing but then after why why because he said while i was in that relationship most of my dua was related to her mm, so interesting. yeah allah let me uh, you know, be with this woman. Ya Allah, let this work out. That 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 sister he was talking to had a lot of issues, um, and there was a lot of resistance and different things. Ya Allah, let this happen. I want this to happen. This is good for me. This is going to be good for me. You know, make this happen. But then it didn't happen. Well, now what? So it it had this spiritual negative effect on him. So yeah. So when you involve with somebody, put your trust in Allah. Let Allah take it. You know, let Allah take you where you where He wants it to see you go, not where you think it's best for you to go. Allah knows, and you don't know, right? Yeah. Just to echo off that, I have a friend. He uh, not the most religious guy, but he's he's our age. Mm. He's a young guy, and he decided that he wanted to marry the girl he was talking to after meeting her for the third time. Hmm. So he spent three hours with her. And on the third like meeting, it was chaperoned. He was like, okay, she's the one. Okay. And uh, when he told his friends, well, I heard it, I was like, that's kind of crazy. Like, you only spent three hours with somebody. He's like, no, like, halas. like she's, she fits, like I checked off everything on the list. Now the only thing I have to worry about is if our personalities match. Hmm. So I'm just going to keep going. And if, if the connection is there, then that's it. Khalas. You know, it's just like a very, I don't know, like it's a very simple way of yeah, yeah. kind well, of looking at things, right? put his priorities in order, right? Yeah. He, he, he laid out what he wants first mm-hmm. as opposed to get caught up, getting caught up first. Yeah. And then trying to make things fit. Yeah, he was asking right? all the big questions like, how many kids do you want? Are you yeah. okay staying home? Are you, you know, she, and she's asking big questions too. It's yeah. like the first meeting, like. You, yeah, you just want to chill maybe this is, like this is super this is the smartest thing you can do so young guy you want to get married i mean you can chime in maybe i'm completely yeah, wrong yeah yeah but I, I i advise people i say look okay, here are the questions and there's there are a nice list online for muslims like the 100 mm-hmm. questions premarital mm-hmm. questions and none of them have to do with what movies do you like <laughs> what's your favorite color yeah. what, none yeah. of that garbage yeah. it's yeah you are you gonna work or not you're gonna work right now great but when we have a kid, are you still going to work? Yeah. How many kids do you want? Yeah. Do you not want kids? Well, and you have to have your red flags. So I have yeah. my five questions. Like I cannot compromise on this. My personality will never, ever change yeah. on these things. Yeah. I want kids. She says, I don't want kids. You say, Assalamualaikum. You're a great woman. That's it. God bless you. I'm not going to get involved with you at all. That's it. And I move on with my life. So, and you know what else? No one has to know you even spoke to her. Let's put that in there too. Mm-hmm. You don't have to make it a big, oh, I'm, I'm courting this woman right now. And right. oh, it didn't work out. <laughs> no right. one needs to know. Right. It doesn't have to be that right. big deal. Well, it's like, you know, it's like this. Um, uh um when in islam when you have a nightmare mm-hmm. what are you supposed to do when you wake up turn to your left turn to your left. right dry blow yeah and then and then what you don't share with anybody true right um you don't share it with anybody why because you don't want to keep that alive mm. you don't need to keep keep those emotions alive you don't need to keep that that pain that you felt alive you talk to somebody um, like you said, if you announce it to the whole world and we're talking and you just talk like two or three times, you know, do this stuff like in private, man, you know, talk to somebody. And it, because what happens as soon as you do like you make it public, um, then there's pressure. There's this pressure that you feel and you feel now you're more invested and people look and people from the outside. Uh, yeah. So do your thing, talk to somebody. But as soon as you, uh, uh, you know, as soon as you start 
what do you call it, echoing it, um, you're making it more real within yourself and you're making the emotions yeah. deeper within yourself more than they need to be. Whereas if you do it and it's business, like, like you said, right, we're talking to each other for the purpose of getting married. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, check off all your boxes. Boxes look good. Now let's see if our personalities match. Alhamdulillah, you're on your yeah. path. Yeah. But, um, you know, not the other way in which people in which how people deal with stuff. Yeah, I mean, you don't need to be, you don't need to spend endless nights on the phone. Yes. You don't need essays in text messages. You don't need to be there with her by herself. You, like, no. all this stuff can be, you could do chaperone. My wife and I, every time we went out before we had Kitab, someone was with us. You know, like, you know, her mom was there. Like, she'd be like kind of off to the side. And, we, you know, like. And she's and there. Was, she yeah, sees she's you. There. She's not to hear your conversation, but she yeah. sees you. And we do yeah. mundane things like, you know, miniature golfing. You know, you yeah. can go miniature golfing. You can go have a cup of coffee. No one is saying you can't do that. Just someone's there. Someone's there. Yeah. yeah. Someone and who you, fears God and will spike <laughs> you down, like the mom or the dad. Well, we did the same thing. It's funny. You know, we did the same. Me and my wife. Oh, you did miniature before golfing? Before we got married. Probably. I don't yeah. <laughs> Actually, they took me to Magic Mountain and then oh, and, and I failed that test, man. I was, I was done at the end of the day. Um, but uh her little sister would go with us everywhere right poor girl still has resentment in <laughs> to this day about having to tag along with us everywhere but it's a beautiful thing man and um that's our way right that's our way uh people uh people have a problem with the concept of um you know we just want to be like everybody else as muslims the prophet he told awesome. us in many instances mm. Do be different than them. Be different than them. We're not concerned about conforming to societal norms if those norms aren't in conformity with our worldview, right? Yes. And so, yeah, it may be weird in front of your friends, but well, who are your friends to begin with, right? So it all it's all tied into one another. Oh, that, that just hit real deep for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's it was my coworkers. That's that's uh you yeah. know, they're the ones wondering like what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, yeah. Like, and you yeah. explain, and they're like, well, "That's weird." Yeah, I've been dating my boyfriend for ten seventeen thousand years. Oh, so. well, one of my coworkers told me, "What? You're gonna get married? Don't you want to buy a house first? I was like, "What? Are you <laughs> like with her? Like with buy oh, a house wow. with her? Like not me personally? Like oh. like him and his? Yeah, you're not you're not they, the one who tells me how to live. You know, I don't take my sharia from you. Right? <laughs> And he's like, oh, you don't want to test drive the car? I was like, what are you talking about, dude? Like, oh, yeah, that's uh, that's how that's how they think. Yeah, and, the, yeah. you know? and the thing yeah. I would I would advise for any young guy who's saying like, OK, look, it, uh, I don't know if this whole Muslim courting system is going to work out. Like, just what's the alternative? Think about how it's working. How are white people dealing with it? Mm, non-Muslims, yeah. yeah non-Muslims mm-hmm. in general. Like, okay, mm-hmm. so you go, you talk to this girl. I guess it's all emotional, by the way. Mm-hmm. They're getting divorced very fast. Muslims are catching up with them now in the divorce rates. I wonder why. Maybe they're following a certain process. You're emotionally involved. You get, you get, you never get married. Sorry. You move in together. You're, you're moving in together. It means 10,000 other things are happening behind closed doors. It doesn't yeah. mean you moved in together. So you've already gotten physically involved beyond repair. Mm-hmm. And then you're you're dating for five years, move in after whatever many years, get engaged. Two years later, we're going to get married. You finally get married and get divorced. It's, and then you have to start that over again. Or like, let's say they break up after six years. The mm. woman is destroyed. Mm. Like that six years of her yeah. life and for her emotionally, it's like way more taxing. The guy is also destroyed. He'll bounce back quicker. Yeah. And then you have to repeat that process another five, six yeah. years. Like, are you crazy? Yeah. I just can't imagine being in a relationship with someone that long and then just saying, I break up with you. <laughs> and then you pick up your stuff and leave. 
Like, how do you do that? From the house, because you moved yeah, in together. Well, that's why there's so much drama, brother, when, make... when when those things do hit, right? That's oh, why people man. go back and forth to each other a billion times before, mm. because of the emotions. And... So this, I think this is a good segue. Um, assuming, you know, we're the, the beginning part of the discussion, we were talking about kind of the correct way to, uh, to meet somebody. And I think kind of what we dialed in is, uh, you know, try to avoid uh, t- too much image-based uh, um, decisions, Right. Try to try to find out who someone really is, mm. you know, court them uh, in a way that's honorable to you and her and get your families involved. Make sure everyone's on the same page. Don't get emotionally involved before you figure out if it's feasible right. or not. You know what I mean? Right. So assuming all that is good. And now, OK, we met somebody. Um, this is where we go into the next part. Uh, the, the, the importance of that, you know. Intercommunication during during the engagement period, right? So, Sheikh, I understand you also with Khalil Center. You guys do provide, you know, like premarital counseling services. Um, so, I'm not even married yet. Why why do I need to go to counseling, right? right. So, what's 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 up with that? Yeah. Um, the way I explain it to people is because. As Muslims, we have a certain way in which we engage in getting to know somebody for marriage. Mm-hmm. That's why you need, and because the world around you uh, uh, engages in those intimate spaces in a completely different way, mm-hmm. um, and you're trying to navigate all of that, that's exactly why you do need, uh, why you would benefit from premarital coaching or counseling so you're saying because things here are not like they are back home society is not set up in a way to promote a certain mode of action that here we need premarital counseling to kind of coach us in that right path, well right That's- uh, well so this is uh, well so let me explain it further you know i've i've dealt with the i've uh i've dealt with marriage on every end of the spectrum right before marriage conducted mar- conduct marriages uh, do marriage uh, counseling, marriage coaching, mm-hmm. divorce mediation, and all of this stuff. Um, I've seen a lot of marriages go wrong for simple, stupid stuff, right? Okay. Um, Such as? Um, I don't want to name specific things because I don't want to, you know, people to... to okay. But um, for somebody, you know, for some things related to... Um, people's uh you know perspectives on money okay um if they had known that about the other party beforehand uh they wouldn't have you know they wouldn't have engaged this far mm-hmm. um about people's um uh you know absolute uh non-negotiable non-negotiable physical traits right and so it's really interesting. Some people, like, once they find out what their wife really looks like or husband really looks like or certain things, other things about them, um, they don't want to... And that happens in the first or second week of marriage. Right? Oh, that's, that's not good. No, that's not good. That, that's- so, so there's a lot of things. I mean, that, and that's, you know, premarital coaching may not help in that particular regard. That's another problem. But if you have certain things that are absolutely like your pet peeve that you won't step past, yeah. there's ways to deal with that that family members can be able to see the, the other party for who. Um, um, there are other physical characteristics. Oh, sorry, other, uh, um, uh, uh, what do Person- you call it? Personality traits. traits 
yeah. um, that should be explored a little bit further mm-hmm. um, and oftentimes are not. Sometimes they're not because families rush things. Sometimes mm. they're not because their, sh- their, their premarital conversations are very shallow, mm. right? So premarital coaching or counseling helps to engage people at a deeper level where they're able to uh, talk about sensitive. Sometimes young people, they um, alhamdulillah, they approach marriage in a halal way in an appropriate way mm-hmm. but there's certain sensitive topics that they don't want to talk that they don't talk about because um it would seem inappropriate to talk about which is a good thing in a sense because they have some modesty and you know in terms of how they're going about affairs but there's certain things that need to be talked about right so helping them engage in that space so what are those type of topics yeah, what kind of topics are you covering um some of it has to do with intimacy some of it has to do with uh, children has to do with finances has to do with um uh, people's emotional states, people's uh, mental health, yeah, you know, uh, people's pre-existing, uh, um, you know, conditions, so to speak, um, personality, strong personality traits that they're, and to fully explore that and engage that. So we have people take personality surveys. Mm. We analyze that. Um, you know, uh, some people, you know, for example, a person will score very high in anxiety for so forth. Well, then you mm. share, then you talk to the other person, say, well, what does this mean to you? You know, is this, is this a point of concern? Is this yeah. a, um, talk to people about, uh, you know, other things will come up, um, their perspective on, uh, on children. Um, somebody will say, well, you know, I really don't want to have children. And the other person, if they're in deep, they'll start negotiate they'll start engaging that they'll say wait a second you don't want to have children Uh, you want to have children sorry you want to have children this person does not want to have children why what do you that is a a reason that is an instinct inside of you that allah planted in you yeah and you want it right it's a natural thing it's your natural instinct it's your fitra so why you why you now you know just kicking that to the curb. Um, so, you know, engaging in those kind of conversations, because once people start talking, once they do get emotionally connected, they throw some of that stuff aside. But so you help them bring that back to the forefront and say, like, wait a second, is this really what you're looking for? And, and help them see very clearly for what the other person, who the other person is and and themselves too. part of premarital coaching or counseling is helping people understand themselves, who they are. Hmm. Um, and there's a lot of benefit in that, too. So you're you're getting them to ask each other the right questions, yeah. essentially, yeah. Um, and also getting them to ask their own selves the right questions. So it's uh, introspection as much as it is, you know, inspection, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's very good. I, I think I think a halal inspection uh, and a halal inspection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're, you're you're asking you're asking the the right questions, not what is your favorite color, but you know, uh, maybe some someone has a deal breaker. Like I don't want to live outside of California. There's no way I'm leaving the state. Yeah, yeah. Or there's no way I'm leaving the city. Yeah. You know, whatever it is. Or things like love language. The example yeah. I've used is he's a cons- business consultant and he travels every week. And she's like, my love language is quality time. Mm-hmm. If you're gone, this marriage will mm-hmm. not last more than two years. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. But that's something, if you're just in college, you would never consider that. That's right. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the biggest one, I always tell people, especially college, I said, just think five years from now with a kid. Think of every question you could think of now with yeah. a kid. Because that is going to change. Because none of your questions have to do with kids. But five years from now, they will. And if you haven't thought about it right now, you're going to ruin yourself. Just just right now, every time you're emotionally involved, it's like, if I had a kid right now, what would happen? Probably not good. <laughs> That's usually the conclusion people get yeah, to. Yeah. 
So from my my anecdotal evidence that I have personally, it seems to me always like the girls may have answers to these questions or they have something figured out. And the guys either haven't really given it much thought or they're they don't they don't want to go to premarital counseling in the first place. Like yeah. I know of multiple cases, more often than not, the guy's like, That's not for me. Yeah. That's not halal. I don't need I'm not I, I'm not crazy. I don't need to talk to a counselor. Mm. It's like that's not that's not what it's about. Yeah. You know, like you have not matured or you have not grown up in an environment to communicate with another person in that way. Yeah. You know, guys, so. guys lack emotional um, intelligence, you okay. know, uh, relative to women, uh, um, generally speaking. Right. The level of of that is, uh, you know, across the board is is less. Um, that's part of our biology, mm. part of our, um, you know, part of our makeup, our constitution. Um this generation, this younger generation, is a little bit different. There's I a wonder why. More, there's a little more openness. Um, openness in a lot of things. <laughs> we want it to be openness in the right things, right? Um, but we'll take we'll take the openness as that as that, as far as that goes to to help them engage. But you're guys have pride. Uh, guys have pride. They you know they think they can navigate the world by themselves without. But but part of our tradition is. Um, you know, seeking counsel of those who are learned, seeking mm -hmm. counsel of those who have experienced life, um, uh, you know, and availing uh, uh, that learned experiential knowledge. Mm -hmm. um, so when you when you step away from that, as if you're, you know, discounting yeah. that reality, and that's a problem. Yeah, and I think we don't have the societal structure here that we have back home. Mm. Like families aren't at... You know, they're not as involved. Like you could be distant from your family, right? So I would just go get to know this person. Or your family's getting involved for the wrong reasons. Whereas back home, you may have an extended family, multiple people. You can talk to your uncle, your yeah, aunt, yeah. your cousin, yeah, your grandpa, right. your grandpa. Correct. Here, you may not have all your family here. True. So having, you know, the service available, it, it's, I mean, to me, I, I mean, Sheikh Mustafa told us this the last time he was here. He will not conduct a nikah. Unless he knows that this couple has done at least one premarital counseling sessions. Yeah. I don't know if you have similar. So we actually came up with some of that together, right? Oh, okay. back in the day, um, you know, we'd had conversations about this stuff. <clears throat> Sheikh Mustafa, Sheikh Faqih, myself, Sheikh Jamal. Okay. And others, you know, we talked about these things and we kind of came with an informal sort of pact. Okay. That uh, the major masajid back then when we were in Orange County, we're not going, you know, we, we're going to advise people to get premarital counseling before they get engaged in this space no um beautiful and, and and yes and um um the 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 problem is in the community um we have what we call living room imams who will just conduct nikah um you know in their, in their living room basically and and all kind of weird stuff does take place um, but that's a whole nother subject and story. We'll leave that alone. But uh, wait, why not? Wait, let's get into it. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of yeah, a living room yeah, imam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you taught your, taught your kids Quran, y'all give you the nikah. Yeah. No problem. Yeah, exactly. Wait, what? Well, so anyways, man. Okay, that's fine. We don't. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> One day we come back to the subject. 
But um, yeah, premier. I mean, to, you know, you you got there's some some basic stuff, man. Some people like it's 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 ifrat or tafrit. People are either very neglectful or go to they go to one extreme or the other. Okay. Um, one extreme is that people don't really talk to each other. Mm-hmm. And they get married, or they're doing it for the more, and that's not common now. But they do it for the wrong reasons. Um, we've, you know, and th- again, this is another subject. But uh, you have these things like um, uh, I don't know why I got into this, man. But we, in in the in the masjid area, you okay. see people who will get married for uh, naturalization purposes. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, that's for a- you know. Uh, secret second marriages and these different things not so secret yeah <laughs> so those those that's a whole not, that's a whole set of problems by itself right and so if you if you do one session two sessions of premarital counseling you uncover that stuff i've literally talked to people in the office in the masjid office say oh so how did you meet and they kind of just look at each other and scratch their head and because therefore therefore it's like for some you know <coughs> bogus purposes right to, anyways that's that's not our problem with the majority of our youth who are born and raised yeah. in america We're not. but yeah but the other extreme the other extreme is that they um they engage in uh uh you know intimate conversations even yeah. let's say they don't let's say they don't phys- get physically involved but they talk on the phone man for three four hours at night um you know until one two in the morning um you know, they they go out. Maybe they go out in public. Um, they but you're in the car alone. That's you're not, in the car. You know, all of these very borderline sort of activities and yeah. you know engagements. And so, um, you know, just going. To, I don't know why we got into this no, no, point of extremes, but um, that, that, well, that's. that's I mean, you're saying that's an extreme. I don't. I mean, people listening, I don't mm. engage. I don't think it's an extreme. That's mm. like Adi. You know, that's normal. Yeah. I'm just talking to her on the phone. Like, there's no way Zinn is going to happen. I'm just talking on the phone. We're in the car in a public place. There's no Zinna going to happen mm. here. And it's just always like, well, there's no Zinna going to happen here. Like, what's the problem? Like, mm. Zinna being, you know, adultery, or adultery, premarital, right? sex. premarital yeah. sex, right? And it's like, well, yeah, but like, that's like one of the first steps. Yeah, now you're also you know? kidding yourself. Like, you have any privacy, you'll do something. Of course. Any privacy. Of course. Ele- of course. Elevator between floors. Like, I've exactly. I've heard everything. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and you may not. And, and you know it may be very minimal in that particular context but then you'll figure but it will be more prompting to get in a context where you can do more yeah because now you because that connection is there and it needs to be fulfilled i mean that's what happens that's what happened with guys and the connection needs to be fulfilled and the only way for it to uh, to be fulfilled is for it to to go all the way and then yeah. when it goes all the way and that's done before marriage then you're stuck on a whole nother level and now you're trying and then you then regret kicks in and this you know so you just you 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 if you islam is about protecting your honor and your dignity maintaining um uh the dignity of self those borders those boundaries those hudud as allah calls them um are for our benefit people feel that they're restrictive people in this people who are muslim get afraid of the word haram Haram is not a bad word. Haram is a good word. If something is truly haram, not for people who misapply it yeah. and misappropriate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Haram is a good word. Some things are haram. Alcohol is haram for us to touch as Muslims. Forbidden for us to engage. Why? Because it messes you up, man. It, you, you don't have full use of your faculties, etc. It's a good word. It's for our benefit. 
right? Yeah, boundaries uh, are not a bad thing in here. No, absolutely not. No. And now, actually, that's what the society now, Western society, is is it talks about, right? That's the uh, in the in the whole wake of the Me Too movement. Yeah, um, they talk about boundaries at work. Leave the door propped open. If the door is not open, at least you should have a window that somebody could see through. Um, they're even talking about we should eliminate handshaking at work because just well, eliminate- COVID, COVID took care of that long. Yeah. Well, yeah, COVID took care. <laughs> <laughs> so, right? I mean, they've come to that. Why have they come to that? Because people, when the boundaries, when there are no boundaries, things go wrong. And so the 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 optimal state of the human being is what Islam teaches us. Yeah. You can still reach those optimal state of social interactions by other means, but they're learning the lessons the hard way. It only right? took them like 40 years and so it many took scandals. Them thousands of years, brother. No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, society yeah. wasn't always like yeah, this. Yeah, true, yeah, right. You know what I mean? Right, like right, it wasn't until right, the right, sexual right. revolution you're right. and Thank you. Yes, you're yeah. Right. yeah. And then it's like I, I don't know. That's it's it's ridiculous. And when I when I was reading this stuff, like, oh, you know, this company's gonna eliminate like shaking hands. I was like, what the heck? Like, yeah. And they're championing this. Like back in the, like two years ago, if I didn't want to shake hands, they'd look at me like, are you disrespecting me? Like, yeah. <laughs> like no. No. I like I like how uh, it was actually that he put it this way, where when we Muslims a lot of times they'll, maybe they'll see a guy in college that they know was like doing X Y Z haram stuff, and then they see him like figure his life out, and then he gets married. He goes, you know what? He got through it. I, I can do my my haram stuff right now, but and I'll figure it out. Like, I can get, I can get there too. Mm. Like uh, I don't necessarily need to get out of this relationship right now, but like oh, when I get older, more mature, mm. I can figure out how to do this. But then the way like uh, Sheikh Al-Din actually put it, he said, it's like that's like uh, going to the gutter, seeing someone drinking from it, and being like, I'll go drink from that too. Mm. And the guy's like, you shouldn't drink from that. Or someone comes by and says, I used to drink from that. Like trust me, drink from the gutter. No bueno. <laughs> like, eh, you did. You got away with it. I'll go drink from that gutter too. Yeah. Like, why? Why would you engage in something right. so filthy and nasty? Right. It's only right. harming yourself right. to think like I'll get through this. Like, everyone's telling you that's a sign of a lack of intelligence. Like, quite yeah. frankly. Yeah. 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 Well, these things are glorified, right? In, that's in, the in the society we live in. Yeah. The gutter is has sparkles around it. Whatever I mean, else. Yeah. Look at I. I. You know, I work at UCLA, right? Yeah. Um. Uh. Right across UCLA. Um, is uh, all of their housing, the student housing, yeah. the dorms, the frat houses, this and that. Mm-hmm. Those places are wild, man, on Friday night, Saturday night. Yeah. And it, you see girls, how they, they go from the classroom where they go with their laptops and their, uh, you know, backpacks and their, their, what do you call it? You know, their notebooks and students, to to there and i'm sorry i didn't mean to put on girls only but i mean it's just very blatant it's very sad in terms of how they society sexualizes them and then they internalize that and then you see them walking down in the in the nastiest mini skirts or you know whatever it is that they wear um and just and then people out on the street drinking acting stupid hollering some of the ucla kids told me like there's a there's one day of the year when everybody runs out in their underwear yeah, yeah, I forgot what it's called. But. It's called the, it's called the Undie Run. Oh, it is. Hold there it is. is. <laughs> the Undie Run. I think and other that's schools what, uh, have a naked. I mean, run, what, so where, that's, where, that's, what? That was what I know actually. Yeah, there's a naked run. I was like, too. oh, that's the PG version. Yeah, oh. there's a, that's a there's a nudie run. So, so how does that work? How does that make sense? And, it doesn't. Uh, you know, people get in trouble. I mean, I, you I, know, I they get, you, yeah. 
I was reading a very interesting article by Dr. Leonard Sachs, who psychologist, Michelle, he writes a lot on parenting and whatnot. Okay. He, he was saying, um, it was after the latest and greatest uh, top uh, billboard hit, WAP, which stands for very inappropriate word words. And he's going through the, he's like, just read the lyrics, look what's top of the charts, number one streaming, breaking records. And he was citing research of another uh, psychologist and they're saying like, the re- one of the many factors lending itself to this transgender movement, very interesting enough, women are seeing this, they're seeing themselves objectified, sexualized, preyed upon. We're glorified only if we're so open and brazen about how sexual we are. They say, I don't want to be a part of this. I don't want to be a woman. So they kind of internalize that mm. subconsciously and they mm. just say, like, I'll go be a guy. Mm. And so my life will be a lot easier. Mm. But not, and you know, this is, you have to empathize with that actually mm. a little bit. Like, man, that's so sad. Like, this is what you're fed constantly. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's, it's very scary world. It is. It is. Put out it is like scary. That. It is scary. And it's scary when we buy into it. And it's scary when we as Muslims who already have haq. Uh, the, the haq. Yeah, we have the truth. We have it. It's there. It's in our hands. Um, but yet we want to throw it to the side and and seek, like you said, from the gutter. Drink. For, you want to drink from the gutter? You want to drink from this glass of pure water? Mm-hmm. And that's what we have. We have it in our hands. Um, it's just waiting for us to drink it. We have to make that move. You, you, we actually have to make those steps. You can't be, you can't be, um, you know, you can't be force fed that. Um, but it's sad when you know. And, and I think there's a lot of reasons as to why we don't take that. I mean, part of it has to do with societal pressures. Part of it has to do with um, poor upbringing. Parents who don't, you know, who teach their beauty of Islam, mm-hmm. the, teach their kids the beauty of Islam, but rather <clears throat> scare, teach them a scare tactic Islam. Well, that's what they know. grew up on. Yeah. If, you know, that's but so, sad. Sad. So, sad. so sad. Sadly, yes. Yeah, so sad. You know, it's haram, what's not haram, don't yeah. do this, don't do that. Yeah. If you think about it, Ar-Rahman Allam al-Qur'an. Allah says, when he says, who taught the Qur'an? Ar-Rahman, the most merciful, loving, giving, compassionate. It's like, And we give, we, we flip that around and say, all right, <laughs> the adab is going to teach you instead, the punishment, mm-hmm. let me teach you that mm-hmm. way. Yeah. And that's, that's, you know. Antithetical to the Qur'an's message, yeah. yeah. It also, it's completely contradictory to today's message of love, acceptance, everything's all good, mm-hmm. you know, you don't. Mm-hmm. As long as there's consent, as long as there's no harm, then harm. it's morally, morally mm-hmm. okay. And, you know, as a young, impressionable person, you're like, yeah, that, that makes sense. You you listen to that. You don't, yeah. you don't no one like is sitting there with you. They're like, yeah, yeah, you're not taking it to its logical conclusion. When right. now they're talking about like, oh, well, like, well, if my, if my animal consents, can I, you know, can I be intimate with my animal? Like there's no harm in that. that that's, that's actually happening. Mm. You know, you heard about this thing coming out on Netflix. Which uh, one? Cuties? I don't know what the heck it's called. Oh, that's called, been man. out. No, wait, maybe it's not that one, is it? Uh, they're yeah, talking no. about pedoph- pedophilia. Yeah, yeah, that's the one, cuties. Yeah, is that what it's called? <clears throat> yeah. 11 so, year olds being sexualized oh and oh doing oh very X rated. Yeah. But that's the logical conclusion that you just mentioned. I mean, if everything is open, then what does that mean? And The funny thing is, with that director, just to touch a little bit on cuties, she was like in Senegal, I guess, and she was seeing these girls attending these. Uh, like what are they called when people when little girls are up on display people are up on display and they get raided huh, like beauty pageants like beauty pageants right and they're, these young girls are doing these whatever they're called you know, haram pageants yeah. um, uh, they're doing these dances and she's like oh these young girls are being sexualized like this is I should bring awareness to this that was her original intention you know Allah Alam that's what the article said so she went on to make this video or to make this movie and it won an award and then Netflix picked it up so that was the trajectory 
But then the actual movie is just sexualizing the kids 24-7. Oh. Even at the end, the, the, the girl who's a Muslim, the, the main character is a Muslim, right? She's actually has a Muslim name. And she's, she comes from a Muslim family playing that character in the movie. She gets fed up that she realizes that she sexualized herself and she gives up the dancing and runs away crying. And that was her like turning away from it. But, but like I, the whole movie, that's you're like filming, you know, said, they said, you don't, you don't get it. Like we're, they were trying to bring a message of sexualization, but the, the equivalent of that, you because they actually sexualized 11 year old girls. First yeah. of all, they had a psychologist on set to help them deal with the very what? weird. They had that? Yeah. Because they had, that's yeah. counseled them and be like, you're about to do X, Y, Z thing. Oh my God. That you is, you know, that is very weird. like pornography moves on camera. So we just need to help you like cope with this. And they say, okay, we're bringing awareness. That'd be the equivalent of me doing an awareness of domestic abuse, but actually have the guy beat her up on stage yeah. and be like, and everyone's like, oh my God, you beat her up on stage. Like I'm bringing awareness. Yeah. Like instead yeah. of, don't, don't do this. Someone actually got hurt. Those girls actually got sexualized. Whether yeah. or not we're bringing awareness does not change the fact you affect. At least five girls. My, my friend. What just happened? Here was that. Oh, there okay. Go. There we go. It was just that. Was that right? Yeah. That's bad. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's just, <clears throat> just weird. People don't stuff, think things through unfortunately well, that, that's yeah that's them being an artist which yeah. is which there's not they're not very deep thinkers like oh i'm gonna make a movie about this and then it just whoever else got involved and oh we need this and that and then before you know we got this you know this disgusting film um with not only sexualizes children but at the same time pits the girl finding her freedom against islam. the islamic culture being a traditional culture and backwards and mm. you know that's how and it's like, oh, the girl is stuck between a rock and a hard place, essentially. Mm. You know, the rock being Islam, right? So mm-hmm. yeah, all, all around, it's. Uh, but it, but but even then, it, perhaps a misappropriated sense of what Islam is, right? Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's an abusive version yeah. that only yeah. Hollywood knows. Yeah, you know, just, yeah. And uh, although they try to paint that as real Islam, but yeah. the pedophilia thing is real. There's actually like a, a, a an organization. Uh, well, I forget what they're called. Like. Yeah, trying to normalize it. Like NAMBLA or something? Some, North American Men for Young Boys? Some, something like that. Something, it's like an actual organization. And they didn't, it, it wasn't only until like the late 2000s where they got uh, like banned. Like they were active for a while. Hmm. And then they got officially banned and now they're trying to make a comeback. Hmm. Because, you know, of stuff like cuties, uh, apps like TikTok, hmm. which is, you know, just... Young, much kids, just day. a bunch of kids, boys and girls, preteen uh, children who are, you know, doing these uh, sexual dances 24 7. Yeah, actually, you also have something to add about the yeah, your friend. I'll give you a, so, a co worker of mine, his fiance works for a startup that does like viral videos, so it helps people uh, market their videos to get a lot of views. Okay. And some of their clients are big vloggers on YouTube. So these people have millions of views every time. They're family vlogs, by the way. So By wife, millions, like 50 million viewers on one video. So it's a mom who's filming her with her husband who's helping. And usually the husband quits their job to help the mom, by the way. This is very common. Hmm. And then there are two, three, whatever kids. They're top viewed. And they know this because they work with this viral company. The top viewed videos are my kids in the pool, my kids bath time, my kids without their shirt on, essentially. And guess what the demographics are? The do- What's the top demographic? 45 plus. I, w- I wonder why. And they, the thing is, the worst part is they know that because they're obviously getting the data, but they keep putting out that kind of content because they know 
It's gonna make us six K. They're making they're no, making millions. Sorry, six figures. Images are so powerful, man. Yeah, images are so powerful, and um, why we can't make images of God and the Prophet? I mean, you, yeah, you realize it. Yeah, the genius of it. Absolutely, absolutely. <clears throat> I mean, Jesus, yeah. think of how that has con- like yes. really messed up yes. the world. When when white, yes. when I'm when I think of Jesus, I think white. Yes. If I think God is white, yes. what's, what are you gonna think about the world? Yeah. 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 It's crazy. Taking that uh, a tangent into images, imagery in general, and how mm-hmm. that could be a powerful um, a motivator to for harm. Uh, are you seeing a lot of young people dealing with pornography coming? It's a good transition, bro. That was, how'd you pull that out? <laughs> I'm, I'm doing, I was just uh, <laughs> he's been waiting. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I fed him a no. I was like, talk about this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pornography is a problem, man. It's a problem. Again, it's the images. It's the images and, yeah. and the power of them. Yeah. And, um, you know, our Prophet, Sallam, he was the most genius person to walk the face of this earth. Um, and full, beautiful balance in every aspect of what he taught and, and how he himself lived. And SubhanAllah, you know, the Prophet Sallallahu told us, uh, oh, young people, um, if you're able to get married, get married, right? Yeah. Whoever amongst you has the physical, financial, emotional maturity to get married, get married. Okay. And and because marriage is that ultimate protection, we, we've lost that sort of tradition. Now we have, you know, we live in a society where, uh, or at least in Muslim American society, you go to school, you get your bachelor's, you, get, you know, you get your master's, and maybe if you're a doctor, you finish your whatever school, and and then you look into. In the meantime, what's happening? In, te- in the meantime, your body has ser- your your physical body as well as your emotional self has has needs. You have the need for companionship, um, the need. Uh, for for physical desires to be fulfilled, sexual desires and so forth, and um, and you know when we uh, when there's number one there's no outlet for it. Number two, the um, you know I, I come from my parents are from India and I've been there multiple times. I've been I lived years in Egypt studying there, and I've seen how those societies function. In those societies, guys are close. They they walk down the street arm in arm, and I'm not talking about you know any homosexual sort of no behaviors. no yeah I know what you mean there's a beautiful love and brotherhood that exists between them and they and they They'll display hold hands, that like yeah. they hold and, hands they hold pinkies yeah exactly it, and, and it's weird and so there's a companionship audience. that is deeper it's more ge- genuine it's more uh, you know it's a and so that that helps them with that aspect of that we've lost a lot of that in Western society you become more isolationist. We be people now. Um, wor- worlds are within their own selves, within their own phones. They think they're yeah. talking to people. They think they have friends, but they, there's really no depth to any of that, right? Um, so, anyways, I say all of that to say that um, what's crept up in the midst of all of that mm-hmm. is um, is this evil-headed uh, thing. Uh, pornography that has just become so normalized and so accessible mm-hmm. and has just swept young people's minds. And uh, for most people, it's not, uh, you know, for the, major- the, the vast majority of society, it's not something that's frowned upon. I'm talking about outside of, outside of Muslims. Maybe it is. I don't know. I don't claim to have a full understanding of how it's seen within general society. But. It's, a, it's, it's totally fine. It's a positive. Mm. Uh, actually, nowadays, you're seeing a lot of 
quote-unquote porn actresses making their way into the mainstream like mm-hmm. music videos uh you know whatever the pop culture you know it's purveyor not, is it's not taboo anymore yeah it's way. not taboo, not taboo like, anymore yeah like it's okay to know who they are yeah. to talk about them you know fawn over them publicly it's so hard That's... for me to like to digest that man <laughs> so does it make sense <laughs> doesn't make sense how can you how is there any dignity and then you and those are superstars that people it doesn't make yeah I, they're I superstars can't, i can't I they're can't, their own superstars i can't fathom any of that stuff well the, you we yeah. glorify sex work now yeah. that's the yeah. you can't say they're oh yeah we're pro sex workers like uh, what yeah and that's an so that, do we you, should be pro helping them get out of that like that's yes, what we should be pro thank you <laughs> thank you <laughs> not yeah. to abandon them but yeah. like, maybe we should get you a new line of profession i don't know wow so you know um um do you just advise someone who has a pornographic addiction or they're watching porn on the regularly like is there is there a solution to just get married will that just help you know no 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 okay not straight like that not straight like that but but before we get into that pornography is a massive problem amongst young muslim males a massive problem um, what would you estimate a percentage? What if was? they read Quran? I don't know. What if they go to the masjid? What if they pray five times oh, a day? Oh, it's there. It's with, mm-hmm. within all of those segments, man. And and you know, um, Hufad and people who memorize the Quran. Um, I don't know about imams per se, but I, I can't imagine that that's not. But the, any, we have a problem in the Muslim community, and, and yeah. you know, I'm going to kind of put this out there. Um, and this is not to cast doubt or suspicion on certain people who may fall within this demographic, but this is a this is something that I've seen. Uh, Muslim men who are in da'wah, um, you know, who are engaged in Islamic work on mm-hmm. various levels, uh, and so on and so forth, but are uh, uh, but are now in their let's say in their early 30s who have never been married okay oftentimes these are you know number of cases that we've come across unfortunately there's there's some sort of sexual perversion that exists there whether that is porn you know somebody who's who's uh engaged in uh you know they're they're a porn addict or um, they're engaged with women in an indecent way, right? Outside of marriage, engaged in zina and so forth. Oh, escort, like full-on escorting and like that. That's like physical stuff. Not just we're not talking images here anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking oh. about you know who just having illicit or inappropriate uh, oh, wow. relationships with with women. Um, and because again, it's a need, and 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 there's no reason why people like that can't be married. There's no okay. reason. Unless, so yeah, maybe somebody who has some sort of severe mental illness or anything other than that, like that, and they don't want to get married, and they want they they want to protect somebody else from being there. There's maybe something there, but but generally speaking, um, those are that's you know, again, not to cast light or cast certain people in a, in a, in a shadow of suspicion or anything no, like no. that, but it's just a reality. It's there. Um, people we find young people who are in their uh, again in their thirties and stuff like that. Who haven't been married and they're marriage is a big thing in islam marriage is not a small thing right we have we have a tradition in islam of uh al-uzzab, you know those that scholars that were that were bachelors and they lived their whole life as yeah. bachelors yeah but these were righteous people. You know, and knowing, like, yeah, stop, stop. And, these and are, there was no pornography back then no they, they, you know that you just couldn't go no. and find somebody but, or something but those days difficult. are gone uh, yeah. there may be a you know those days are gone and so and the in the the all of the push is so heavy 
um, from so many different things. Uh, this is, you know, I, I, when I was when I was a kid, okay. the only access we had to porn, pornographic material was in a dirty liquor store, right? Mm-hmm. It's a liquor store. It's like you know, you know the stories you go into. Like you walk in, oh, shit, I'm not going to go in here. You're like you, you go in out of necessity for yeah. <laughs> well, you're, I mean, you know. like you're stuck in the middle of a freeway and you, you, you need like gas that. and you yeah, need water man. and you walk in and it yeah. just happens to. And you there. just you walk in and like oh man, but you know in in a dirty liquor store where there's yeah. a magazine rack, or uh, when I first went to college and then now you're supposedly old enough and they have whatever playboy magazine and all that kind of stuff back in the day i don't know if those things still exist but that was the only access literally we you cannot find it other than that or it's yeah. in the triple x rated section in the movie store back and in the day we used to actually have to walk into a movie store and rent to, a movie they and still all exist. that kind of stuff. adult stories you see them on the street sometimes you have to yeah. walk into the back of the, the adult store and everyone you feel dirty and yeah. shit, you know <laughs> to, to even like have to step into that right but yeah. now it's just it's in your pocket man it's in your pocket uh, and you pull it out and do whatever the heck you want it. No weird puns intended with all of that. But it's it's all you know. It's it's everybody has access to it, yeah. and um, and it's just and and it's sad. And and young people fall for it because you don't. It's hard to have the. Um, uh, uh, it, it is it is a there is a base desire, right? That's at play. Mm-hmm. And if you let that get a hold of you, and if you let your guard down, and your curiosity curiosity lets you jump that line, game over. So, right. what's what's your advice to them? I think people get like, okay, this is a problem. Yeah, I'm in it. I'm in it deep. Yeah. Well, what do you tell the young guys who come up to you? Yeah. Like, where do they even start? Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, you asked a question before, Amr, about you know, well, can you just jump from that into, into marriage, marriage and yeah. stuff like that? And yeah. Come, I think we come to that, but I was uh, asking. I was asking. You know. I mean, I know the answer. I just wanted you. <laughs> not that I know the answer. I yeah. just know that you probably uh, shouldn't. Well, you, you probably shouldn't because that's not gonna fix. I mean, it, it, from everything I've been reading, I've been trying to do a lot of reading on this. Um, there's actually not that many actual studies that have been mm. done. It's mainly scientists going into online forums and surveying people and getting their stories. Um, and, and the idea that someone, even people with, that have a girlfriend, they find that oh, I have, you know. They have a pornography addiction and then they can use porn. But when it comes to their girlfriend, they they're not excited. They mm. can't they can't perform in their mm. duties. So like that's I want to make a point. You, you can't just. Yeah. So, erectile so you know, dysfunction. yeah, so, yeah. Yes. you just you're going to get erectile dysfunction. Um, so, you know, um, with with that. Right. And, and this is a very common scenario that comes up. Um, yeah. Young people come for they come for premarital coaching. Shit, I want to talk to you on the side. They tell you on the side that this is something I don't know how to deal with this. I'm talking to this girl for marriage, but at the same time, I have a porn addiction. What do I do, right? Yeah. And um, and and it's a unfortunately it's a frequent frequent conversation. They're they they're they, they're trying to go in the right direction, but they they're caught up. Yeah. Um. So some you know uh, I think uh, the people that purify your gaze, okay. they say that the, you should have a gap of six to twelve months of that activity of being of watching porn of masturbating and all those things. Um, to kind before, of reboot your body. Yeah, yeah. And I, you know, I mean, I think as a general rule, that's good. But then there's a case to case. A person needs to be aware of their special circumstances, their mm. particular circumstances. Because if, if somebody been, a, 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 what do you call it, addicted to porn for 20 years, some people are. Um, well, what does that mean? 
and then you know or, and we, we or don't 10 know. years or 15 yeah. years and i meet a lot of young guys now yeah i've been addicted since i'm 12 13 14 15 years old well now they're in their 20s 10 15 years down the line it's a heavy reality within you know a constitution that makes so number one they need to get treatment you need to get treatment um that treatment either looks like therapy and or um and ideally and um you know to into a specific porn addict uh treatment course of sorts like purify your like gaze. purify your gaze we have in the muslim community yeah. uh and and that combined with some therapy because We're at the center another plug yeah. um yeah i mean so you know one is getting this learning the specific tools how to deal with porn addiction the second is learning about yourself on a deeper level no. right? because there's something there is something naqis there is something that is missing within the self uh and, and that reality of of engaging in porn filled that gap so it's not just because the young guy wants some release you're saying there's a lot of times oftentimes that, oftentimes there's oftentimes a deeper there's issue something, oftentimes there's something deeper going on and that's what they yeah 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 this is uh, one of the heavier topics that we've been trying to discuss recently um I mean, just based on what I was reading, if the statistics apply to the Muslim community as well, you know, it's like 90% of guys between the ages of like 20 and 35 are engaged in this. Is that the general numbers? Yeah. I mean, the, the, there's a bunch of variation, right? Yeah. Like they did one in Australia. They did one here. Um, and it's just like the majority of guys Man, I need to listen to your guys' stuff more. You feeding me a lot of well, uh, we're just, facts, bro. Uh, you know, yeah, the plug just, for a prophetic mentality from the shit. Yeah. Hello, um, yeah, I'm. It's it's yeah. I mean, we'll go we'll go over the books. Like I said, we want to do we want to expand on this series um, because it is one of the I think topics that is, does not get highlighted much. Hmm. Uh, you, you don't. I don't think I've ever 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 seen a Muslim conference put out. You know their 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 talk list, and this is like you know not even porn addiction, just say addiction, like addressing addiction in the community. I don't think I've ever seen it. Mm. You know everything now. It's either you're either doing you know the the, the Sufi spiritual stuff mm. or the political activism stuff, right? Mm. And you you bounce between the two. And, and well, okay, we got we got to get a Sheikh Omar, Saint Omar, Omar Saint. Oh, I can't remember which one. Do I okay? Omar Saint, thank you. He's getting his PhD, like, essentially in this topic. Okay, perfect. So yeah, we'll, we'll get him on one day and talk, like, get deep, deep. He's a counselor yeah. as well. Yeah, that's the... Yeah, this this thing, I mean, and I'll kind of add to it. You said, so we, we create this mentality, get addicted to these, uh, these issues, has a long lingering effect. And what's interesting, I was reading about, uh, like, adultery later on in life. Mm. And they're saying, and there are a lot of men, they get involved. They're good, stable marriages, and they'll go and have an affair. And they're like, you know, what's the mentality behind such an affair? And you kind of touched on it too, how men have a different emotional output. And and you said pride specifically. And actually, this is a good one because men, what they'll do is, and they're like late 30s, early 40s, they'll go have an affair. Why? To prove to themselves, I still got it. Mm. I still got it, baby. You know, like I can still like court a woman or get a woman if I wanted to. And I think, and maybe <laughs> that, could, I, honestly, I feel like that's also part of the lingering like, some messed up mentality stuff from yeah. younger on. Like I need, I need to change stale marriage as they put it. Right. I've been with one woman for 20 years. Like I need to spice it up a bit. Why? Because I was used to spicing it up every single day with a new 
person online. Like now I need to mm. prove to myself one with pride and then two just been, like, you know, protective. relive this pornography in real life kind yeah. of thing. The, the yeah. hit. Yeah. And so it's, it, yeah, it's yeah, I mean, you know, the, the, the Quranic guidance is, is so powerful. Uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Wala taqrabu zina. Yeah. Don't come close to it. And, you know, somebody really takes that to heart. Anytime you you see yourself, you just, we pull back. Yeah. Um, but as soon as you open those doors that are meant to remain locked, um, you know. That's my neighbors playing their mariachi music. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's, it's a low hum in the back. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. We'll, get, we'll take care of it. <laughs> <laughs> so you were saying, yeah, a lot, a yeah, lot of man. Is in a- As soon as you open those doors, you know, it's a problem. And and I've seen it in all the scenarios you painted. Um, but I've also seen it, and this is interesting, you know, young men who grew up clean, pure. Mm-hmm. But now um, they got married and... Um, something, you know, was missing in the marriage. Um, they, they'd never strongly emotionally attached and that emotional companionship is still a need. Mm-hmm. Uh, they found somebody else. Is it, they grew up, I, you know, like I said, uh, you know, the, the hadith of the Prophet that seven that will be under the shade of Allah on the day when there's no shade except his shade. One of them is a young person who grew up in the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Meaning they, you know, they kept themselves pure. They kept themselves chaste. They, you know, they lived a good Muslim life, but they get into marriage and still they can go there, which means what? It means that anybody's susceptible. Mm-hmm. You're susceptible at any time, right? So to keep our guard up, to keep our, you know, yeah. that's that's key, man. So not just because you got married doesn't mean you're safe. It's a constant battle, especially if you're, if you're a man. Um, the only outlet you could you could argue you have an outlet now, had an outlet now, but that yeah. doesn't mean. If that outlet goes away for whatever reason, because uh, your wife well, had a baby, you, may, yeah. you need to make that halal outlet right and optimal, go. right? You yeah. need to you need to love your wife. You need to engage. You know, you need to um, make your marriage as as beautiful as as possible, right? You need to make it as full as possible. And if something is missing, then you need to fill in that something with, you know, by getting some an, an intervention, getting some help, getting some yeah. counseling, whatever it may be. Uh, but because you neglect that reality um there's other converse effects and especially if you're a, a person you know has weak weak uh, impulse control and stuff like that it's easy to get caught up in other stuff and there's plenty of stuff to get caught up in so yeah yes yeah, so when you do have weak impulse control and you live in a society that gratifies like yeah. a qu- quick satisfaction oh it's like, like you just want the hit of dopamine yeah pull up your phone text this yeah. go here do that and it's going to be available um, if you it's, haven't, it's sad, yeah. man. I met like, you know, men who are older and, you know, like I've had women complain about their husbands. Like, um, you know, I found my husband like on a dating app presenting himself as such and such, because like you said, he's still trying to prove I got it or this and that. But the reality is not fulfilled in the marriage for mm. whatever. But instead of dealing with like a man, you, getting the help you need, right. And figuring things out and admitting that, yeah, things aren't working out you run off and do some stupid stuff, man. So, you know, that's just, that's sad. That's sad. Yeah. Agreed. Um, 
<laughs> we, we segued like real quick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I took you there. I mean, no, no, yeah. it's all. That's the, unfortunately. I mean, that's the stuff no, we this, see, man. And you know, and it's good to talk about these because yeah. you know, majority of our listeners are you know in their twenties, right? So if you're not fixing yourself now, if you're not dealing with your issues now, and you know that you have issues, and you know what issues you have, a lot of us are smart enough to understand that. You know, this is the logical progression of things. This is where you can be down the road. You know, you don't want to be, you don't want to get married to cure your pornography addiction and then in 20 years commit an act of zina, right, to prove to yourself that you still got it. Because we know that with the way things are progressing, with the way everything is being pornified, right, the accessibility to this material is only going to increase. Also, the accessibility to these, I'm, I'm assuming, right, to these porn actresses and escorts and whatever is also going to increase. We're getting... Uh, a lot more there's a lot more movement and push to glorify sex work mm. and 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 you know put that under the umbrella of whatever other ism and that's going to be pushed as you know why are you outlawing my body right i have a right to sell my body now if every woman is, is out there you know on instagram right or whatever and you know that you can just pay for play then what's going to stop you if you haven't worked on yourself now right so it's important to share the, even the older stories even if we're talking to young men essentially yeah that's true so people who, who are married don't think this conversation is not for them whether it's there are takeaways for yourself and then if you have younger siblings if you have people yeah. you know just younger men, uh, mentees i guess this is important stuff you have to know and be ready to engage people with because yeah. it's only getting more common it's only going to get worse before it gets better mm-hmm. inshallah it gets better but i don't not now i mean today <laughs> no i mean um, and which which brings it all back to you said we have the truth already you gotta you gotta use it we have islam already and yeah. with i mean the story we know is our one of our old roommates he lived with a woman from england who's her, his landlord she's in her 90s and he told us she took the shahada like they had talked to her like over dinners and lunches yeah, or whatever she took her shahada and then died like a week later or something no, crazy no she right? died on her deathbed died on her deathbed that's what usually happens oh like yeah, she took yeah. her shahada and died right there yeah like it was within hours it was not a week mm. later oh well there you go and but then so the moral story isn't like yeah mashallah to medical law she did that but you know what young people will do you'll hear that story and say man she got to do whatever she wanted her whole life no, take that shahada that's stupidity man oh, oh you're yeah. gonna risk it you're gonna risk it <laughs> no but but that it, we don't say that explicitly but we mm. do it with our actions. Mm. Yeah. We, we live our whole lives and say, yeah, you know, yeah. I'll just, I'll get good later. I'll pray yeah. those five prayers after, yeah. you know, my parents died, that trauma will get me going. I'll get back yeah. to God then. Yeah. But that person had a living hell, 90 whatever years, not yeah. knowing God, not yeah. practicing what he wants yeah. for the betterment of her own life and then accepted on her deathbed. But you could have it your entire life and Jannah. Why not get both? Like, yeah. But we throw exactly. that first part away in, in hopes of, like, I don't know, coming yeah. back to it later for whatever reason. Yeah. Man, I, you know, um, you know, before I came into Islam, I was wild, and uh, you know, I experienced. Wait, what did you, huh? did, before you Be, came before into I came, Islam? before my Islam came real, came full circle, right? Got it, got it. Um, where you started practicing because you want to practice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. yeah. And you know, where it just developed um, within me in a, in a way that was meaningful. Um, I was wild, man, and I I seen all this stuff, been through all this stuff, um, and if I could, you know. We don't say this as Muslims, but I'm saying this for the benefit of young people. If I could go back and change all of that, and if I could go back to when I was a kid and, uh, and you know, be a nerd, read the Quran, 
focus on you know like the reality that one day I'm going to stand before Allah and I'm going to be held accountable. I'm accountable for everything that I did since I since I hit puberty. Mm-hmm. And I did a lot of stupid stuff after puberty. That. You forget that. Right? Yeah. When 14, 15, 16 years old, right? Um I, I you know, if I could if I could erase from my eyes and from my memory banks the things that I've seen, mm. you know, if I could eliminate uh um you know, engaging with people that did nothing but dr- drug me down to the, you know, to, to hell, mm-hmm. you know, uh, to, to garbage, to the gutter. Uh, if I could do all of that stuff, I wouldn't. If you could give me anything in this world, I'd take that. Right. Like you would take it away. You mean? I would take it away. Okay. Um, because I know now how valuable w- my dean is. I know how, I know now um, how valuable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this beautiful way of life is, and I know how now how worthless the the whole high school scene is, the whole college scene is, um, you know, the party scene, all of that stuff, bro. So, you know, if I if I could, I'll go back in a second, go back in a second and you know, clean it all up. But alhamdulillah, I'm, I'm, I live with what I live with. But I say that for the purpose of saying, like, there ain't no good in none of that stuff, man. And and to think that there is. Um, you don't know Islam well enough. Probably yeah. is, like, the true answer. And the, the mark yeah. of, you know, ma- male maturity, trying to think about your future self. You know, like, you're in college, you still, you're acting like a child. Or you want something, you're going to get it now. You're mm. not thinking... What's your five-year plan? What's, what's your ten-year plan? plan? What's your ten-year plan? Mm-hmm. You know, we have five ten-year career goals, but we don't have. No one ever asks you what's your five-year spiritual goal. You know, mm. no one, no one asks you that. That's actually a good question if you're trying yeah. to get married to somebody. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. that's a good point. Um, yeah, that's uh, that, that's completely uh, completely lacking. It's like, what's your five-year career goal? Well, I'm going to party now, get a job, and I'm going to make a lot of money. It's like, oh yeah, sounds great. Sounds <laughs> solid. <laughs> I had this kid, man. He came, he came to me and he says. Uh, you know, uh, when I say kid, probably in early 20s, he says, um, Sheikh, I don't think mar- smoking marijuana is haram. So what do you Good mean? Start. Right. This is a kind of notion. A that's around, there we go. You know, <laughs> I don't think smoking uh, weed is haram. OK, well, why? He says, because it doesn't have the effect on me. This and that. that, that. I said, well, you know, you've been smoking for a long time, haven't you? You know, your <laughs> sense, your senses are dulled. And anyways, you know, I reasoned with him. I did these intellectual exercises with him to the point like, okay, Sheikh, you're right. Uh, smoking weed is haram. Fast forward uh, f- six months. Okay. Sheikh, I'm addicted to marijuana. Mm. Even after he um, admitted intellectually, right? But but the the point is he engaged, and uh, and then it took hold of him. Yeah, and and that's the problem with all of these behaviors and all this stuff that we're talking about, right? Porn, uh, being you know getting caught up with uh, uh, substances of various types and so on. Um, they take hold of you. You don't take hold of them. You can't you know once they get into your heart, once they get into your, your yeah. s- under your skin, you 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 lost control. And um, and so, you know, it's it's interesting, even if you can intellectually uh, wrap your head around it yeah. and say, well, like, no, no, this is not right. I shouldn't be doing I shouldn't be having sex. I shouldn't be having I shouldn't be watching porn. But once it's in you, it takes hold. Yeah. And so that's the danger. 
What what are the prophetic remedies for such mm-hmm. things? I know there are hadith, at least one that comes to mind. I think it was the same hadith, the end mm-hmm. of the hadith you were mm-hmm. quoting. Mm-hmm. So a man, he's addicted and he's, he's trying to wean himself off at least. Yeah. Like what's something he can do spiritually that can help him in that regard? Yeah, yeah. the end of that hadith says, uh, uh, um, And the one who is not able to get married then they should fast because that's a shield for you, right? So I call that fast a bachelor fast, you know, um, Mondays and Thursdays. It's a bachelor fast uh, because it helps put the nafs down. So And that, and that is, a yeah, that is an absolute, uh, um, you know, explicit uh, advice from the Prophet as mm-hmm. in regards to that particular issue of keeping your nafs in check. And so if you don't engage in that, uh, you've lost a, you know, a a, a, a a clear path by which to gain aid, right? So uh, most people, you ask them, porn addicts, young Muslims, um, well, what are you doing to, you know, you, yeah, you know, this is not good. Where do you fast? Ninety percent of them are going to say no. You got to That's that's step one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you got to control your. Th- what is porn addiction except not having control of what you what you do and what your eye, what you let your eyes yeah. see. So taking yeah. control of yourself, fasting is that, right? Fasting yeah. is helping you take, I take, um, you know, the, a, a problem in COVID is that everybody's doing everything in bed. You're, um, mm. you're working in bed, you're ent- entertaining yourself in bed, meaning watching your media and stuff like that. And you're sleeping in bed. The bed is to sleep. So well, you become w- Wally people, like the <laughs> except everyone's at home. You know that's literally what it is. You wake up in the morning and then you 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 don't change and you sit in your bed. And, anyways, I, why why do I say that as relates to this? Because um, like your masturbation time? takes place in the morning. It takes place at night. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it takes place when you're in a place of comfort. And it takes place, and and uh, you know uh, a young man will have uh, erections are part of life. They happen. Um, it's embarrassing what happens at school. You're sitting in, on the, at your desk and stuff like that. But that's not as common when it, as when you're in your bed. And, and when you're in your bed and then you have the ability to act on that versus when you're in the classroom, you're sitting, you're not going to do nothing with that. Right. So when you're so so don't don't be laying around in bed all day, you know, uh, and not in the night, not in the yeah. morning nor at night. What, but that's but that's everybody's standards now. Mm. You, the night comes, everybody retreats to their bedroom, and each member in their own family does their own. Th- you know, um, you got stay in the common space, stay in the public space in the house, and you know, stay in your living room. Um, the other thing is watch what you eat: um, mm. sugar, red meat, uh, inflames the nafs. Uh, watch what you listen to. Oh, that's a good uh, one, yeah. Music yeah. is crazy, man. It throws, it'll throw your nafs on fire, bro. Every other song is talking about, um, baby, I love you. Oh. Baby, I miss you. Baby, I need you again. Baby, come back to me. Oh, baby, I got you. <laughs> and it's a cycle. And so, you know, it, that, that, the, 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 the theme of love and need and everything and then and so and then you know what happens with with porn right yeah uh, a lot of it is tied a lot of people what they're act they're acting their fantasies out as it relates to somebody that they see in a certain light mm-hmm. and the music that they listen to about yeah. baby this and baby that 
is uh, related to somebody that an image that they have in their mind of who this person is right and um you know all of this so so you you listen to that you're bringing that picture alive we talked about bringing that you know notions alive within yourself right yeah um uh so what you and then what you watch obviously um so all of these things you know need to be um it's about keeping the nuffs in check it's about yeah, keeping I, the nuffs you, you, you hit it all, you know, so keeping the nuts in check by watching what you consume through your senses. Yeah, yeah. Right? Your mouth, yeah. your eyes, your yeah. ears. You know, you can't be listening to the latest, the, the top 100 chart right now and then think, oh, yeah, you know, I'm going to, I'm, I'm definitely going to quit this pornography addiction. Yeah. Like, it's part there, of the, it's part of the package. Yeah, there's no way, right? You, you're not, you do not be watching, you know, binging on Netflix or whatever other, Definitely not Netflix, man. You know, whatever other movie, uh, movies in general, right? Like even I know you were saying like uh, Avengers, right? Like like that's one of few that you can you could probably watch. But majority of movies nowadays, it's you know either you're watching like some romantic love story that that'll hype you up, or it's just like a, you know outward like you know some sex act that's happening. You know, mm-hmm. Game of Thrones or whatever. Like don't be watching Game of Thrones and. And, uh, you know, I'm going to quit this pornography addiction. Like, no, you're not. Like, it's all. I mean, you know, even like the trailers for movies, right? They always have a kiss scene in there. You notice that? There was like this like, flash of the, mm. the guy and the girl mm, getting yeah, together. Yeah. You know right. why, right? That's right. They do A-B testing. They, they've they shown both trailers to groups, test groups. Mm. One without the kiss scene, mm. one with the kiss scene. Then they ask them afterwards, which trailer looked better? And guess mm. which one always ranks better? The one with mm. the kiss scene. And even like, though it's like for a frame. It's literally, yeah, a split second. You don't That one tests it. better. Wow. It's all it's subconscious even. Like, even if you don't even know what you really saw, yeah. you will say that one's better. Yeah, subhanAllah. Yeah, subhanallah. I mean, you, you have to really check yourself. Yeah. Oh, and so that was a prophetic and so I'm not to separate the, the prophet and the Quran, but from the Quran's perspective, and you correct, I, I don't want to misquote the Quran, uh, but uh, no doubt prayer prevents from like, all types of bad. Prayer is going to prevent you from these type of things. So I heard one imam put it. He said, look, it, you're about, you, you feel yourself, that urge comes up. He said, go pray two rakah. Mm. He said, I'm about to pray two rakah. I'm about to go do like this most haram thing. Just go pray two rakah. Because the thing, if you do that, you first of all you have to get yourself up and do change your mind altogether mm-hmm. and go make wudu and go pray to rakah after that you'd be like am i really gonna go do what yeah. i was just about to do yeah absolutely prayer prevents you from these type absolutely. of things and you said it happens in the morning and night so even the guy who prays five times a day he knows it can only happen at those times why so that for the guys who don't pray in the middle i can't do it between fajr and dhuhr especially if i'm at school because i gotta make ghusr in between or i can't pray can't do it between dhuhr and asr not enough time to get back home and shower asr and maghrib same difference maghrib and isha same thing that's what happens at those times, even yeah. for the religious and, folk. And night more so. Yeah. And that's really good advice, Akhi. That's really good advice. You know, if it happens, when it happens at night, which is the time when you're most susceptible, get up and pray. That's beautiful advice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. To give a, a secular point, which is to not, you know, say that it's better. Secularizing the podcast. No, no. It's a physical thing, right? This is something I've seen okay, on yeah. forums of part of the research I've been doing. People say, take a cold shower. Jump in the shower and turn on the water as cold as possible. Mm. Um, your body will immediately tense up and you'll forget whatever was mm, on your mind. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that goes for any kind of addiction, pornography, nicotine, whatever. You know, mm. uh, you just shock your body mm. in such a way that you, if you do it enough times, you train your body to actually not want that desire. Pavlov mm. dog opposite. Because, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like every time the desire comes up, I know I'm about to get hit with cold water. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. probably not a good idea. <laughs> 
So, you know, well, there might there may be some long term consequences to that. I don't know. Bro. <laughs> well, we did say the pornography is different in intimacy with a woman, right? Yeah, so that's, yeah. you know, <laughs> um, but uh, Ashe, yeah, if I, I can ask you this, this is going to be a controversial one, but we're allowed to be real on this podcast, right? So uh, I, I don't want to get canceled, but it's let's, like, let's, you can cut this out if it's too. No, I'm going to share here to double let's check. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, I gave this advice once to a youth group. And because I was talking about this, this issue of pornography, I said, look, you guys, I'm be real with you. You're doing it for the feeling that comes along with pornography. Like if I said, watch pornography and don't do anything. Ha- tie your hands behind your back and just watch it. Like that's not actually why you're watching pornography. You're doing it with it. You're masturbating with it. That's actually. So look, at next time you won't have this. Just go masturbate by itself. You know what someone told me? That's, is that even possible? Really? Because <laughs> and I mean, make that wow. that distinction, that that trade off. They wow. re- So they really realize is actually what I'm trying to do is this, but I can't oh. do it without this. So they, they even have that mental connection themselves already. I said, look, just masturbate without pornography. See how far that gets you and mm. realize what you're act. You want to know where you're addicted or where you're stuck? You know, at least that's one step away, I would say, yeah. Not that, to justify it. But Can, can I add mm. one thing on that before Sheikh answered? That's one. There's a book I'm reading. It's called Your Brain on Pornography. Hmm. And one of the, the doctor, he says one of the ways to test if you have a problem with pornography or not, he said try to do that same thing. And if you're not able to, then you have erectile dysfunction. Hmm. Like that's, you know, people that want to like, oh, like, you know, should I, should, should I get married? Is that going to fix the issue? He, the guy goes into it. He's like, this is the steps you take. Do this, do this, do this. If you could do one and two, you, you, you have like a health problem. Hmm. If you can only do three, okay, then you're fine. If you can't do this, then you have ED. See, you know, you know the problem is, man, you're talking with, to an old head, man. See, <laughs> that's, I mean, <laughs> masturbation existed when I was, when I grew up. Yeah. And, Pornography did not, or at yeah. least not to the same extent. So, um, yeah. you know, so I, I can't even relate to these conversations. And that's, that's like the Sheikh Yusuf Qaradawi <laughs> fatwa, that, right? Yeah. There's like the, the the fatwa of Sheikh Yusuf Qaradawi, right? I think, in, in, in he has a, I think it's in his book. I don't want to misquote him. But it, it's like the halal and haram in Islam. And I think he had a piece in there about like the young man who like lives by himself in a Western country and he's tempted by zina, then okay, you can, you're allowed this as a release to not get into zina, I think. But that's not the, like people use that as like, oh, okay, it's halal for me. Like, uh, it's not the same thing. You yeah, know? I mean, but but the point you made is that nobody does that yeah. now without the agent of yeah. pornography to... You know, you you know what, about. probably what it is, they were exposed to pornography before they even knew what masturbation was. Mm. If you really look at the ages people are exposed, Perhaps. 9 to 12 years old, Perhaps. they didn't even know what the, their body parts did, saw the, these crazy images for a prepubescent mind, then they hit puberty, then they realized what they could do with it. I and then know, that's probably where they're going to, I don't know. I don't know. Well, no, that's what, that's what they're saying. They're like, we don't have the research on this. Like there just has not been enough. Like they try to do, like, they try to get like, in one thing, they try to get 30 guys to quit. And they're like, okay, like with 10, we were able to successfully get them to quit and uh you know they're on the road to recovery like their their lives with their spouses or significant others going back to normal you know the other 10 uh are taking a little bit longer to get there but they're reporting positive feedback and the other 10 just quit they're like we can't do it they can't even get enough they can't even get oh, a big enough sample a, size that was what it was there's to a, do a study yeah. because they're like oh I, the guy just the, the men physically they're not able to quit so you can't like get the, you know, there's an article making the it. rounds. They wanted to do a study. Yeah. They were trying to survey men who do not watch pornography and they quit the study because they couldn't find any men who don't watch. Pornography. You need like a, a population of a thousand to, wow. to get like something statistically just, significant just and you can't, you can't exist. get it. You can't get it. 
Wow. So it's uh so to to make I guess summarize all this, Muslims aren't immune from this. It's yeah. happening everywhere. Of it doesn't matter who or yeah. what or how religious you are. You've been saying, and there, and there are stories after story, Hafad and Mufti Saab and whatever. Mm. It doesn't matter who you are. Mm. This issue is a human issue. It turns mm. out, yeah, absolutely. It's and it's a reaction to the way media is being portrayed and pushed out from the West across. Yeah. And so now, even in the middle, I remember I was in an internet cafe. I swear to God, I like look back and some guys like watching. You know what? It's like, man, it's like, cafe? Yeah. Overseas? I guess the computer he had. I don't know what it is, man. That's unbelievable. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, I remember in our, in, our, in our library at Cal Poly, like, people like Randall's would come in and, like, look oh, on stuff. the, like, library computers? Yeah, yeah, and, like, look stuff up, and then they'd have to call the police, and, like, they have to get escorted out. You know what's sad? You see these things sometimes that um, they say the top countries in which, in oh, where pornography oh, yeah. is looked up. Mm-hmm. And then you know Muslim Pakistan, Saudi Arabia, yeah, exactly. whatever else after that. Yeah, know? they're all they're, they're all the Muslim countries. They're the biggest. Do you believe uh, that though? I've, I've heard it's because it's the way they search it. So when if you if you're doing the research by who searches mm-hmm. the word porn, it's probably the Middle Eastern countries who only know that one word, <laughs> as opposed to over here they're searching all. They just go straight to the website. Poor guys, Masakin, that's the only way they know how to access it. And uh, over here they go straight to the website. They don't need to search things, right? Or they. They just mm. they know exactly what they're looking for, kind of thing, as okay, opposed good. to that. that that's makes, that's that one counter argument yeah. I've heard, but who knows? It's probably the I, same I, numbers if I, you really bounce it out. I would like to believe that it's a conspiracy against the Muslims to make us uh, look bad, but I mean, if you look at like Bollywood, right, and and the kind of media that's coming out of Bollywood, it's becoming super hypersexualized, right? Recently, like you could watch like a family Bollywood movie, but there's there's just disgusting imagery there. And if that's what's mainstream, then the subculture is probably 10 times as worse. So I, I, I personally, I wouldn't be, I wish it wasn't the truth, but I wouldn't be surprised if that's the I case. don't know. I mean, you know, and, and, and I would be, hard, I'm curious how much your knowledge is of Bollywood, you know, <laughs> but but if what, what I know, of, uh, this is probably a few t- useless conversation, um, but, uh, you know, Hollywood, Bollywood is behind Hollywood in terms of its moral... Uh, degradation i think i hope at least it was as it was 30 years ago it was and i'm hoping that it didn't speed up to that level of um so yeah it definitely is degraded in a very bad way yeah but i think but but the west is still the leader no no i agree is still the leader you're not gonna get full pushing out garbage and pushing out you know you're not gonna uh, because if you've sold women to their absolute, you yeah. know, lowest. And if you've legalized prostitution and if you've um, glamorized sex work, if you've, you know, all of this, um, uh, it's a different world. I walked, I, I, I went to, um, and this is weird. I don't know why I'm sharing this, but I went to Bombay okay. 20 years ago. Okay. Um, m- my cousin, he took me to... Um, he took me to a red light district, they call it. No, no, just to show me. No, <laughs> no, like just to drive through and just oh, like in Bombay. Okay. It was it was the ugliest sight I ever seen. But it was ugly for like, you know, like what was going on. Yeah. And, and which was a I mean, for me is like, oh, that's how could you even approach that? It wasn't made, I don't know, look to look nice in any kind. It was a it was a uh, these girls standing in their clothes outside each of their shops, mm-hmm. um, the whorehouse, mm-hmm. 
next to it an STD clinic. Whorehouse STD clinic. Whorehouse, like the whole street down. That's literally what it was. It's like a gun like, store, wow. liquor store here. They got a whorehouse STD uh, man, clinic. You wow. really, wow. like, this is it's blatant. Like, yeah. if you go here, then you go there next. Like, how can you, there was nothing. Um, so, so, but in the, versus the West. Well, yeah, we don't have I that. don't know, I mean. It's, no, in European, I mean, I, the red light district comes from, is it the, the Dutch or one of these Eastern European countries, or not Eastern European, just European countries where I think, I don't think they outlaw prostitution at all. So they have these, they do have the red light district. That's where it originates from. So that's actually an import into Bombay, India, I, I'm, I would assume. Alhamdulillah, in America, we've still, I don't, I don't, prostitution's illegal in Nevada. In, yeah, majority of places except Nevada. Mm. Um, even in Nevada, it's like very highly regulated. Because we haven't fought hard enough for their rights yet. Um, we're going to get there. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, that's going to be a very interesting when the sex work guys get looped in with the, the feminist and the LGBTQ, and that's under the allyship of certain Muslim organizations that then then things will get really 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 no. interesting for no. people involved we don't have to get into that if you don't want to Sheikh no, no, let's leave it's that not. <laughs> but uh, yeah that, that's that's on the horizon uh, maybe by the time this podcast is released so protect us did you have anything further you wanted to add Alhamdulillah Sheikh did you have any closing thoughts um no man you know i think this my closing thought is just a preach man Mm. um our dean is beautiful Mm. we have we have what we need we have the um we have the preventative measures we have the um uh you know the gradual measures which help us to elevate in terms of who who we are and who we can be and what we can what we want to strive to be uh but when we don't engage that and uh, we just want to live our life the way we want to live them and not how the one who put us on this earth wants us to live. Mm -hmm. And when we uh, rebel against God and we say uh, to, you know, to ourselves, I'm going to live the way I want to live. I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to enjoy what I want to enjoy. I don't want to be constricted. I don't want to be restricted. Um, you know, Islam and prayer and all of that. Yeah, that looks nice. And But that's just, you know, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, you could do whatever you want to put, whatever you put your mind to. Mm. Um, praying five times a day, it's not that hard. Um, people say it's a struggle. Yeah, there can be a struggle. But it's not. It's just. A, it's just a matter of getting up and doing it. Yeah. And that, in and of itself, is eighty percent of the battle. Yeah. Right. Um, just simply sticking to the formula that Allah, the one who has created us, the one that knows our weaknesses, the one who gave us a way of life to protect us ourselves from falling into those weaknesses mm-hmm. that He put within us. None. You know. Um, so just just engaging in that man, embracing it. Um, uh, um, being with good people, right? Being That's a with, big one. Good company. Being with people big, who are going one. to carry you in the right way. Yeah. Um, you know, avoid company that's going to drag you down. I mean, a lot of you know, a lot of people they grow up with certain people and they they went down the wrong path. There's a certain time to part company with people that even there's no there's no uh, 
virtue and being loyal to those that have went astray. Yeah. Right? No. You have friends, they you grew up with them and you know, oh well no no, he's he's my friend. I grew up with him from, you know, kindergarten or first grade or whatever. And I can't I I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna abandon him just because he does this, this and this and this, this. I'm not saying abandon him, but meet homeboy on your terms, not on his terms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, your terms are now the masjid. Your life is now about learning about your deen, progressing, um, studying with Sheikh such and such. Your life is about, you know, um, you've, you've engaged in some stuff that you're not proud of, but now you're trying to turn things around. Um, bring him into that, but don't go into his world. Yeah. Right. And so there's some basic stuff, man. Uh, unfortunately, we get caught up. No, you get caught up, and uh, but that's life. That's the struggle, man. Alhamdulillah, life is a struggle. So struggle against it, inshallah, will make you a better person. Jazakallah khair for the uh, yeah, for the uh, closing thoughts and being on the show with us today, Sheikh. Alhamdulillah, uh, it was a great conversation. I think we had. Um, and with that, this is Amr Mabrook and Munir with the Prophetic Mentality Podcast, and we are signing off. Assalamu alaikum. Alaykum.